Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a Boy Meets World podcast. I'm Simon and I love Boy Meets World. And I'm Tessa and I've seen 135 episodes of Boy Meets World. Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) And tonight's season for debate is Boy Meets World season six. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a Boy Meets World podcast, where as always, 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's season for debate is Boy Meets World season six. Tessa, we've had a tiny break, a two-week break rather than the one-week break, but we are back, we are here. How are you? I'm good. It was a tiny break, but it actually felt quite long. It did. It feels like a lot of life happened in between. I because I didn't normally. I we record this. I usually have maybe like a couple of days break. I listen to the episode when it's released, um, and then I start watching the next season. And that felt so. But so I had like a whole week where I didn't need to do that. Like I just. I had a week of like other telly and then the queen died so all i did was watch that yeah and then suddenly it felt like a rush to quickly watch boy meets world at the end (laughs) did it help with the loss of the queen um yeah i was all right really (laughs) i was all right really i Um, don't i don't think i don't think i've really until today today's been like because i've been away on holiday and we left to go to France. And as we were leaving, the Queen had just died. I literally, as we were like driving out, like it had happened, you know, during that day. And then the day we came back, it was her funeral. So we kind of have been, not that, you know, people in France knew what was going on. <laughs> but like we, we haven't, we've been in our own little world. So we've kind of missed all of the, you know, everything that's been happening and then today's been my first day back at work and I had a tight like back-to-back meetings all day and like talking to people and I didn't I don't think I've realized how much it has affected people like so many people were really like deeply affected by this and I and I I think I understand it a bit better now and it kind of makes sense I kind of like the queen was like the grandmother to the whole country and that's all we've sort of ever known. I have my own beliefs and issues and things about colonizing, etc., etc., etc. But as a point of, I can understand people's sadness is what I'm trying to say. So I could imagine that then going into comfort eating of a whole season of Boy Meets World could actually be quite comforting after that. Yes. And that's like, I use TV like a comfort blanket. So I've got like my shows that I have on rotation I watch most evenings like I could be watching other series and stuff during the day but I have to come back to like and it's usually really quite safe viewing like Dawson's Creek or Gilmore Girls or Shit's Creek like like it's just feel good I'm familiar there's no surprises um 
Yes, so Boy Meets World was like, a, oh, it's quite sad the Queen's died and that's all the content I'm consuming and now, oh, I'll have a little bit of Boy Meets World on the end. But yeah. I'm, it's not like I'm crying in the street about the Queen being dead. I mean, I've cried. But it's like a... But people get swept up in, like, random collective grief, don't they? Like, they just... Mm. You just kind of get... In the same way, I don't really give a fuck about football. I don't give a shit about it. It could not exist. Uh I wouldn't... What would I... It wouldn't change my life. But Mm -hmm. when we have the World Cup or the Euros, Mm -hmm. you get swept up. Before you know it, you're like, should I have a flag out? Potentially. (laughs) Should I get out my T-shirt, my football shirt from, like... 2010 yes i will well i have a stella um while watching it because that's what you do sure Mm -hmm. so you just kind of i'm quite good at getting swept up in like little cultural moments like whether they Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean but i'm quite good at getting swept up in anything that a bit like the boy meets world really like i'm i'm like oh oh boy meets world like i need merch i need to like like normally I'd be Googling these people and I'd be like, I'm going to follow them all on Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, so it's been slightly different not being able to do that, but I'm quite good at just getting quite heavily involved in little things. Yeah, I'm with you. And it's the same with the Olympics when that happens. Like, I don't give a shit about running. And then suddenly I need to be watching, you know, what's going on. Um, so yeah, I'm with it. But Tessa, I have some very exciting news that I think you'll be happy about. All right. So, humble brag, humble brag. But our podcast does chart. You know, we're in the charts. Like, as in the Ravens, generally, our channel is in the top 200. Like So, there's a website called Chartable. Chartable, one word. And uh, on there, it shows all podcast charts from across the world and podcast charts are separated into different genres so you've got you know i don't know music and literature and whatever and whatever whatever and we come under tv and film and we and then each country has their charts and we regularly are in the top 250 which is really which is really good because there's literally literally over a million podcasts that's not an exaggeration and yeah we're regularly in like the uk and america and australia and canada we're usually in and out of the top 250 not super high i think the highest we ever got we got to number 11 in the uk once wow. um, which was like a big deal for us and yeah. I think maybe we got to like 15 in america once something like that but we're usually in like 244 drop out <laughs> 231 drop out you know and sort of in and out but that says the podcast as a whole the channel the exciting news is our last episode boy meets world season five the episode charted in what? iceland <laughs> at number 41 <laughs> so um, i shout out to our icelandic fans <laughs> we dedicate this episode to you like what that's i mean i don't i know nothing about podcasts okay there's a podcast chart but i can't comprehend like like you say there's a million podcasts i've got no idea of i've never browsed i wouldn't even know where to look up a podcast like, is there a section on spotify to look at podcasts i don't know um so i wouldn't i've got no i've got no idea like what 
but to like if there's to get in the top like if there's a million to get in the top half of the million would be amazing yeah i think it there's a, there's some so there's all these different websites that can that take the algorithms and things that i don't understand but it basically tells you how you're performing and it says that we're in the top like 1% because mm-hmm. most podcasts have no <laughs> no one listens because there's so many there's such a there literally is over a million which is insanity a lot lot of them will just be like we recorded it and listened to it back once each so that's two and then my mum listened to it and then some people in my group chat like that I imagine a lot of podcasts are just that which is fine like that's still do you know what I mean you've got a mate to listen your mum listened like excellent (laughs) Um, yeah. So there must My just be a lot. listened to a couple. Actually, it's not good. No. It's not good. No. no <laughs> not for I, me. Yeah. No, I don't need, I don't need friends and family listening. <laughs> no. Um, that, that's something you learn quick about podcasting is don't tell anyone that knows you outside of podcasting because they, they're not interested and then they have to pretend like they are. Mm. And if they do listen, they don't enjoy it for some reason. Like it's, it's odd podcasts are for people that you don't know absolutely but I feel the same about like my Instagram stories so I'll I'll chat on them thinking like you know some random strangers that follow on Instagram will listen or some like hopefully potential customers great but a a lot of the time it's it is people that I know and not necessarily really well it will be like we went to school together or I don't know mm-hmm. people that I don't see very often. And then sometimes like I met with some friends last week and one of them was sat at the table in Weatherspoons because we're classy birds. And a spoon. Yeah. yeah. The refill, wait, wait, the refill wait, coffee wait. is like a quid. Yeah. Hang on. Wait, you've got to explain what Weatherspoons is to our majority international audience. Do they have Weatherspoons in Iceland? I don't know. I've not been, but when we go over there on our tour, um yeah. <laughs> we'll find out um weather spoons i i don't really want to give the guy my money because he's a cock the guy that owns weather spoons but it's a chain pub that opens at like eight o'clock in the morning so that you can go in and have your beer and the, read the sun newspaper and it, the food is all cooked in the microwave the tables mm-hmm. are always sticky. They don't even have music on in the evenings. There's no music. There's not a jukebox. There's nothing. So you just sit and listen to the quiet. And but it's cheap. I we have a like Weather Spoons is everywhere in the UK. And when I used to work in uh in the college in the learning disability department of the college, we used to the, we used to take the class to the pub on a friday for a uh for lunch it was like part of it like community skills and yeah, getting the bus there and all this sort of yeah. stuff. right and um it wasn't me i wasn't the teacher at this point i hadn't worked my way up the ranks yet i was like teaching assistant what i'm trying to say is is this wasn't my idea but we were so we'd be in there and as we'd be walking in and we're you know there looking after supporting people there would just be literally alcoholics just queuing outside to get in as soon as the door is opened yeah. and would just be and it's literally alcoholics in there because it's so cheap yeah um it's it's and they used to do like a deal where you could get a burger and chips and a drink 
for four, like five pounds. Yeah, they still if, do that. If, yeah, and then they have right. steak on a Tuesday is cheap. They have curry club on a Thursday is cheap. I think they probably do fish on a Friday. It's all microwaved. And it's famous for having toilets that are always upstairs, up a million stairs that you have to navigate when you're drunk. I mean, I was sober. Right. I was in there for a coffee. But that, it's like a famous you get lost on the way to the Weatherspoons toilet thing. They're grotty and disgusting, but they work because they're cheap. So as, anyway, the point of this story was that we're in there having our refill coffee because that was so frugal. And... um. <laughs> One of them's watching my Instagram stories while I'm while sat you're there, there at the table. I said, like, did, this is so embarrassing. Like, did I she know- let you know then? She was like, hey, I'm looking at your stories. Well, I could just hear my voice. Oh, there oh. I am talking stupid shit on Instagram. I always forget that, like, people that I know are going to see. So, like, right. I mean, I should share this because it'd be great if, like, our listeners were from Iceland and the UK. You know, like, let's get as many as we can. Let's let's stay consistently up there. Right. We want to hit the top 10 of somewhere. Of Iceland. Yes. But it's not going to happen unless I share that this is what we're doing. But the problem with that is, do I share it? I might set up a whole new Twitter. Anonymous. But then I'll have no followers. So how do I... Oh, I'm just going... Yeah, and you you have a lot of followers. They should be listening to this. I know. But, I know. But, I've, you know. I created the post because you've got the beautiful artwork of us, haven't yes. we? So I was like, oh, I'm going to share yes. that. That's so cool. But then I was like, but then people I know will listen. <laughs> <laughs> and they know all these yeah. stories. Like, they know all these stories about me. Like, it's not. I'm not sharing anything that I wouldn't tell them, but I just... It's rel- I have to relive it. They might want to have conversations with me about it then. And I'm I'm like, no, no, thank you. I've locked it away again now. It actually would, yeah, take, it would take things, it might, you shouldn't do it. Because I think it would actually take things away from, for, for, take things away for you. Because like I set up my Instagram for podcasting. So I don't allow anyone that I know. I don't, like there's nothing on there that anyone could search to find me. You know, it's not mm-hmm. linked to an email address or a phone number or anything. And I do all of that on purpose because this is like my hobby space. It's not for you to be involved in, you know, and to be. So, yeah, I think podcasting is something that's for you to give to strangers. And it's different when you make friends with these strangers and now they're in part of the community, like what we've done here, because you we know each other from podcasting and it's developed into a friendship where i don't need my friends that already have an opinion of me to then hear these things because that is what it is they have an idea of you and that that it might not match up or i don't know or i've told stories about them yeah, <laughs> you know i don't want them thing. hearing it i was like what if what if like two fridge liz listens and I don't know that I've ever had a conversation with her about how fancy I thought it was that she had two fridges. I must have said to her, like, mm-hmm. we live... I mean, it's, she went to my house. Like, it was quite obvious that I was a one-fridge kind of family. She <laughs> knew that we didn't have loads of money and stuff, but I don't... And well, we're still, like, re, we're still best friends now, but I don't know that we've ever had a conversation about... I was well jealous of you if you two fridges and your two parents and your two yeah. cars. <laughs> yeah you You should i think it's 
you know, see how she reacts. Let us know how she reacts. In yeah. fact, this is your task. We need you to oh, address God. it before season seven. Okay. I'm just wondering how I'm going to wedge that into conversation. I mean, we do Be chat. To... Like, we WhatsApp throughout the week. We ch- we've chatted about the Queen recently, a kid starting school, a pet. Like, but how do I just slide in? Just, By the way, say, do you, just... remember, you know them two fridges that I'm sure your parents have still got? Not the same ones. I'm sure they get upgraded. Well, um, they would, definitely. They still every got, couple. They won't have the same fridge from 1999, will they? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, I'm just going to say, like, I was always so jealous of your drinks fridge. Yeah. That you had in, like, the That's... guest wing of your house. I think that's okay. That's yeah. mature. It shows that you've worked through it, that you, you're you not jealous anymore. Because you could have a second fridge if you want, right? I could. I I mean, I'd get it on Facebook Marketplace. It'd be secondhand. I'd pay a tenner for it because why waste money on your second fridge? I mean, you're drinking coffee and Weatherspoons. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> what, am I, what would I put in this second fridge? Just I just... Fill up jugs of tap water just to keep them cool. Like, what am I putting in it? (laughs) I just want to put out there, I don't, I'm not not living on the bread line. I'm doing all right. I just, I don't need a second fridge and I'm not going to go out buying, you know, fancy things just to put in it. Parma ham. Smoked salmon. You're industrious, you know. I'm just, I've grown up, like, I've grown up skin. So you just, you get frugal. You consider how you yeah. spend your money, you know? And I don't want to give it to Mr. Weatherspoon. His name's escaped me, but I'll give him like one quid for coffee and sit there and have loads of refills. If anything, I've taken from him there, haven't I? Right, you're winning. I'm you're winning. You're doing everyone else a service, I'm actually. winning. Yeah. And actually, now I've come on here and told everyone how shit Weatherspoon's is, I'm also then winning. Because it's not like I've encouraged anyone to go. Yeah. You can microwave your own meal at home. Yeah. Yeah, true. You know? Good. Well, I mean, to bring it also back to our ep- to the previous episode, I we got so much love on it as well from um our lovely ravens in the community. It was really nice. So, thank you everybody. But I, I, I this is the first time actually that I think this is the first time that anyone has ever said this like about um and two different people said it about the episode that they listened to it and they said they enjoyed it so much they're about to go and listen to it again twice and and I think I've we've had people sometimes be like oh I re- I've just re-listened to an episode from you know 6 months ago because we haven't put an episode out that week or something but not someone saying they've just listened to the same episode like twice within like 2 days and it's not like it's just a small episode they're like three hours you've dedicated six hours within a 48 hour window it's commitment yeah thank you yeah like you've you've got to respect the amount of effort being put in when it is like watching i don't know what's three hours long like all of the titanic titanic twice in a week yeah yeah oh my god my voice for six hours (laughs) okay sure thanks All right, it's lovely. So thank you, everyone. We, we appreciate it. And it is, it's going all so quickly. Since we spoke on the last episode about the potential of doing like a Dear Diary 
rendition of of a podcast uh, so many stories have come to mind that I like I haven't told on the podcast because they don't then if I I try to only tell them if they're relevant to what we're talking about I mean sometimes that doesn't happen but we've given up with that here we're not even bothered about <laughs> trying to tie it in to what we're talking about anymore we'll go off on a tangent and then it'll get to the point where I'm actually thinking in my mind like how can I bring this back round? Like I'm sure, I'm sure that a good podcaster should be able to sort of bring it back back in, and I actually can't. Mm-hmm. We've floated out too far. We don't care about that here. No, this is the place to float. If anything, we're so, floaters. But I, we're floaters for sure. <gasps> well, I I said to F on the way back from um, uh, there was a couple stories that when we were talking on holiday, and she was like, "How have I never heard?" that before and i was like oh well i gotta gotta tell that on the podcast but they're they're, you know the same stupid kind of embarrassing stories that we have here but they're not relevant until if unless we did that like i've got one about french exchange and a little heartbreak i had on french exchange oh a little holiday romance (laughs) yeah oh god yeah those kind of things so People need to let us know if they're interested in this, then, um, yeah, I think it could be, I think it could be a lot of fun and we need to get, need you to get your diaries out. Well, I did, a Raven did message me. I won't, I won't name them because you don't want their, you know, our conversations exposed, but they did say like, what are you going to do next? Like me. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a guest spot. Like I've got no could say over this so we've got at least the demand from one person that would like us to do something but maybe they're just saying they just want you maybe maybe i'm becoming the guest spot they want to revolve me out i can't do this on my own what would like can you imagine it'd be like that episode with dom had to do it on his own he just sort of chatted to himself for a bit which he did very well but no one wants to do that by choice no it's a difficult spot to be in yeah for sure for sure. Well, yeah, I'm I'm down for it for sure. Um, I'll try and find so, the diaries. I would need to. They'd need some heavy editing because a lot of it is depression. Um, and unless you know, I mean, we can touch on that, but I don't know that we need to. Uh, let's try and keep it upbeat, should we? Mostly, yeah, for sure, for um, sure. So or or if they're negative things, at least they're things that we can try and laugh at from today's perspective we can laugh through the pain we can yeah so i would need to pick out snippets i'll need to come up with fake names for people that sort of thing yeah same well i've got um like i I was having a bit of a epiphany just earlier today actually thinking about i was kind of round bit of a i was around a dodgy crowd for a certain period of my life here um you know doing all they were doing all kinds of things they were and, uh, and you poor innocent simon was just dragged along you were part of a gang simon you were a gang that's what i said actually you were complicit Anthony. i said i said in other people's version of these stories i'm sure that i was part of the bad crowd that you know that would have brought them in but what i actually figured is that and then looking and trying to think about each of them people is they're all damaged people in a way Mm -hmm. and including myself and that's what we all had in common but that what we also all had in common is all acting out and all doing you know stupid stupid shit yeah 
And uh, but I guess the difference is, is did they transition out of it? You know, well, we and have to some do of like them a, didn't. Well, yeah, I'm, or we do like a recap episode. Would they be up for coming back? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be up for that, like featuring like so, each week. We could have oh, here's a ghost from my past has come <laughs> to tell us how awful it was, and if they even still like us anymore. <laughs> We found her. We found the girl from the dance floor oh that my grabbed gosh. my hand. <laughs> it took DNA, but we managed to find oh. it. <laughs> oh, I just want to know what did you find that on? Like, God, Christ! An old Nicholson polo shirt, huh? I'm sure. <laughs> oh, good times! No, did we, you we have can't... Nicholson polo shirts? No, down there. No, Is that a thing it wasn't no. a thing. Okay. No, what were what were people wearing? I guess I think people were wearing. I'm trying to picture like what the boys were wearing. I guess maybe it was polo shirts. I was too, probably too busy worried about my own outfit to even notice what they had on. They all smelt of dupe, obviously. Yeah. Um, probably quite a lot of hair product. Mm-hmm. And the hair product that like gel that would make your hair look rock solid, crispy. You know, like wet look solid you know like you could yeah. crack it kind yes. of thing yes absolutely yeah do you remember I, when it we, was trendy to have it like almost completely flat on the top and then just the fringe up at the front oh i had that oh excellent oh it, easily i had that yeah. i i had all of the haircuts i had the curtains mm-hmm. i i had well the mullet of course as, as a as a toddler yeah um yeah, I had the, you know, the frosted tips. Oh, perfect. But, the... And when that grew out, that, or when you didn't style it and it was just flat on your head, it looked like you yeah. looked like a chicken. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. flex on feathers, ch- like chicken. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I've I've got some really bad hair stories. Did you have slices like out of your eyebrows? Did you have oh, little, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh... <laughs> Did you have an <laughs> eyebrow piercing? No, I had my nose pierced. Oh, I love that. I I got home. This wasn't even... I had this done in my 20s. I did it like as a... Oh, you have your nose pierced. Yeah, Yeah. I did it as a... You know, Tupac had his nose pierced. I think I could put it off. You know, me and Tupac (laughs) both (laughs) fucking... Separated at birth. (laughs) (laughs) And... I got it done and it really, I mean, as you know, it really hurt. Like as in, it was like a rush. Like the the guy yeah. said to me, I was, I was like, does it hurt? You know, standard question. And he, he looked at my, at my arms and I've got my elbow tattooed and he was like, oh, you've had your elbow tattooed. You'll be fine. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm a tough guy. But he was like, but as soon as it happens, your eyes will fill with water. Like you can't stop that. That Diff- happened to you. Yeah, it's a different pain. It's not the same. It's not the same as a tattoo. It's really not. I mean, I've not had my elbow tattooed, but it's it's a completely set. They don't. They're not anything alike. No. Well, it happened, and my eyes filled with water, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, just that rush. Um, but he put it like really close to like the bridge of my nose, and I'd said to him, "I was like, no, I think it should be at like the side, you know, like where where Tupac has it," and um. It was like really up and close, and I got home and Ethne just laughed, Did like you not just hysterically a... laughed. Did he not draw it on first and get you look in the mirror and say, "Is that where you want it?" Yeah, he did, and I was like, "I don't know. I think it should be down here." And he's like, "No, no, this is where it needs to be." And I was like, "Okay." And she just laughed, and I was just like, oh. uh, "So I just took it out, 
and like instantly like when i got home and it just healed over like completely there was no scar nothing i like that i like a little i like a nose piercing but 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 speaking of the having the uh you know lines in Mm -hmm. your eyebrows and whatever my friend who was basically bald he's bald now and but he was balding when we were in secondary school like getting to year 11 which is when we're like 15 years old like going on to 16 and he was almost like balding then and uh so his hair was really weak at the sides but at his house he asked me to shave a border into his hair you Mm -hmm. know so it's like just doing the line but you keeping some hair on the side and i was like yeah yeah i can do that um (laughs) doing it with like his you know older brother's side trimmer on like a beard trimmer thing Mm -hmm. and uh, as i'm doing it it's just not happening because the hair is so thin so i just ended up shaving off half of his hair like all the way up back to like where his ear (laughs) is and then he came into school the next day because this is on a school night and it's not like we it's not like we could even it out so just on one side he was just bald all the way up to his ear and then the other side still had some hair he was a bit but you can't wear a hat in school, yeah, can you? You just shave your whole head, wouldn't you? Like, who comes? You can't go to school like that the next day. Fucking well, hell! He, well, he did, well, he, well, he did. So, and did he, he have the same. did he have the self confidence to be like, yeah, fuck my hair and what? Or was it like, was he just? Oh, no, the covered. whole day at school, he was just leaning on the desk with his hand, kind of like covering the side of his hair. That would be oh I don't I've never I don't think I've ever ha- I mean I've had hair like not gone as well as I'd hoped but not at school I di- I had dyed it pink once like just some sections of pink but it fades very quickly to like salmon color right and I can remember yeah. being at school being like this isn't ideal this isn't what I wanted and I did I did dye it red once trying to go from brunette to blonde which is a classic classic mistake. I was like, I can, I was like 17 when I was like, I can live with, I'm not precious about hair. I was like, I can live with this. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But I've never like shaved a fucking patch off the side and then just lent on my hand and hope no one would notice. <laughs> School is such a difficult time. It's so like, hard. You know, every day, every day I would like wake up and just dread looking at the mirror mm-hmm. to get that one spot. Oh. And like, I was like a kid where I was pretty, my skin is always touch wood, touching wood, 35 now. I'm, I would hope my skin's fine now. But Fucking hell, mine's skin... not. I'm 35. I swear to God, mine's worse now than it was 10 years ago. Like, give me a break. <laughs> you know, when your mum's always well, like, oh, don't worry, love. Like, you'll grow out of, you'll grow out of your bad skin. That's bullshit. That's one of the biggest lies ever told to teenagers, that. Mum, you're drunk again. Stay away from the spoons. Get out of Weatherspoons. I don't care about the free coffee and the burger and the beer. We didn't have a Weatherspoons what? back then. That's This is child, remember? I don't think we got our spoons till maybe 2005, something like that. A Weatherspoons and a Domino's. We're going up. Spoil. Yeah. Spoil. Well, I, I, I had pretty good skin, but I would like always get like the one spot, and and to you, it's always worse that one spot because you're focused in on it, right? And one day I woke up for school and I had my one spot. I was like, "Fuck's sake!" Like you know, you and you'd wait for it to go, and by the time it's gone, another one would pop up. I had my one spot, dealt with it, off to school, right? 
<laughs> get to the, the end of school, like, like the end of the day. So this the end of the day. This is an important point. And uh, someone's like, oh, I didn't know you had your ear pierced. And I was like, my ear pierced? <laughs> and I look in the mirror, and so the whole day, and I've just had a massive white head spot, like, on my earlobe, which he was mistaking for an earring. And it must have been there for the entire day. You don't think to check your ear before you leave in the morning, do you? That... I- that's very um you know kevin and perry when they're they're like the girls yeah. are in the mirror like picking the spots and it's like yogurt oh, God, like yeah i always used to get well, they're always on my nose so like you can yeah. actually see them all day even without a mirror <laughs> of, yeah. like i'd rather have them anywhere else on my face anywhere yeah. else even yeah. an earring like these guys yeah. on Boy Meets World have got g- quite good skin. Really a nice segue. Really See good skin. There. Yeah, I none like of them. Have, none of them have got like a spotty, you know. And you, they don't know. Like when they pick the actors at age eleven or twelve, they don't know how it's going to pan out. And they've all got. But then again, they can probably afford a facial once a week. True. I mean, I guess if you're, if it's your profession, you know, you're really taking care of yeah. your face yeah you you're know. not like wondering why your skin's bad and then taking your makeup off with a baby wipe they're not doing that <laughs> are they? you know right they're not yeah. they're not like never drinking any water and wondering why they, they've got dry skin <laughs> yeah like they're the drinking rest of fiji us. water they're not drinking out of you know the uh the communal water fountain <laughs> in the school hallway <laughs> which i mean my god there was always so much gum in it like i I wouldn't even, I wouldn't spit in one of them now, you know, let alone drink in one. Why would I spit in it? That's so horrible. I wouldn't I'm, do but that. I, I'm trying to picture where ours was, if we even had one. I mean, we must have done, but I'm trying to picture, I mean, because I, there's no, not a fucking chance I would have used it. Can't, can't picture where it was. But uh, no. If I like, if I open the door to Subway now, I like can't, that my hand can't go near my face until I've got home and washed it you know but then at age 11 I, I had it drilled into my head that once i've eaten i need to wash it down with some water because that's what that's, that will help my digestion you know and i'll so boy meets world yeah. season <laughs> six yes it, there's uh what's your what was your initial initial thoughts um like starting it okay so flow. I'm not, uh, I was a bit like, there's no new theme tune. Yeah. If you're going to change it every season, stay consistent with changing it every season. Don't throw the random ginger girl in and call that a new Mm. intro because it's not. Yeah, they've like, they've filmed the intro. Yeah. Right. But it may as well be the same. Same shit song. the same. And this boy meets well. Like just just the words over and over again. There's nothing to it. It's no and it's almost like the person singing it sounds bored doing it. <laughs> they they can't stand it themselves. No. So at least the scenery makes a bit more sense now. Like the city, here we are mm-hmm. are hanging out together. That makes sense yep. this season now that they're all at college. Whereas last season mm-hmm. it was just why are they 
what what is this cosmopolitan life they're not living yeah so there's that obviously i noticed the new character who must be the porn star because there's no there's no one else i can reveal that she is the porn star. Because <gasps> I don't even know what her name is. I didn't clock what her name... I mean, I can't look it up anyway, can I? But I am going to have to look some of that up. Maitland Ward. Okay. Um, I once spoke to her on Twitter. I don't have Twitter, but this was like in 2010 or something. We when were all Twitter on Twitter then. Like, yeah. It was new, you know. Um, and yeah, I, I, this was before she was in porn, but I am, I just tweeted something like, she, I think she asked for questions or something, you know, ask me anything before that was actually a thing. Mm-hmm. And I said something like, if they ever did like a reunion, would you be down to go back or something? And she was like, yeah, I'd love to. But I think basically, she was in Boy Meets World and I don't think she was in much else. And then I don't know. She was into like cosplay, like at conventions and things. I don't I don't know the story. They haven't had her on Pod Meets World yet. But yeah, and then she ended up in porn. And then I think, but like I said previously, I think I'd read somewhere on Instagram or something that she has done some record-breaking things within porn like as in i think she's oh my had God. like a massive contract no not like that not like she's <laughs> not like my she- mind went to some dark places i was like what is she put in her ass <laughs> oh my god she broke she's Surely very it's all tall been done by now she's, like she's very tall you know <laughs> oh my god no- <laughs> I mean, like, as in, I think she got a really big contract. <laughs> <laughs> These all sound like double on time. We can't she, just go with it because everything is going to sound like that now. I think she got like a big contract, and I don't know. So, like, money wise, like, money wise, broke some records. I think she's caking hard. Good for yeah. her. And, I, and she has, I, I believe she was quoted saying something like she's making maybe like almost a million a month from OnlyFans. Only, I was going to say, I bet it's like the only OnlyFans now, isn't it? Like, that's the thing. Is it a million or a hundred grand? I'm it not could sure. be a million. Like, like was, some people, like, was... like, you know, I don't, I don't really, it's like a subscription you pay. Is it like a Patreon? But, but for, <laughs> And but it hasn't I'm, necessarily got I to be assume. porno things. I don't think you can do what you want on it. Right? But, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. For. I don't know. But I. Yeah. I think people are using it for like you know. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, even if it is not a million, it's a hundred grand. I mean, still a hundred yeah. grand a month. Uh, and she's not. Yet, think, she's not a young thing anymore, is she? No, she. She must be in like her early to mid forties. Yeah. I'd say. For her, right? So, I mean, as we've said before, you know, it's all consensual, it's obviously like professional, like she, she's not like it's not someone with a tripod, <laughs> like it's proper production, you know. 
I mean, there might be someone there with a tripod, but it's not. Um, yeah, sure. it's yeah, it's not like a. You know, she was living on the streets. Sure, you can film me. It's like a, just a bit of thought out, multi-million pound plan. Yeah, yeah. Like she's probably making the most money out of anyone from the Boy Meets World cast. Yeah, but it's in a different direction. Very different. I can't imagine that she's been back for the reboot. No, I can confirm she's the only one that was not has not done a cam didn't do a cameo in okay. Girl Meets World. Yeah. Uh, not I haven't seen it, but I know I've read that online that she's the only one not okay. to be in Girl Meets World. Just because it's like it is a full on Disney thing now. And they are yeah, very yeah. particular about that sort of thing. About hardcore porn. Although really we should all just be like well, again, like we said, consenting adults but Disney <laughs> aren't that they're a family they've got a family vibe haven't they you know yeah yeah you can't be mad at them for that you know but then do they vet every cast member for all there'd be lots of them that have done a lot worse right you know yeah i mean maybe there's a bit of double standard there but then but then i'm guessing the ones that have done a lot worse are probably i know this sounds awful and i'm not saying i agree with it but are famous enough to get away with it Right. What, what, I, I'm losing you. What do you mean? Well, say like um, Johnny Depp, for example. I, d- I mean, I right. don't, if you, even if you pretend that the more recent like trial stuff didn't happen, is has had like, well, is widely telling people that he had a drug problem. Yeah. But it's still, you know. Paid he was still millions. Captain Jack Sparrow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, true. You're right. So there is some, uh, yeah, there is some privilege going on for people in different positions of power. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm sure there's probably something to be said about men getting away with it way more oh, than, yeah, than I'm women. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But they're going to have her on Pod Meets World. Um, so that's cool. That will be super interesting. Um, so though I heard, where am I getting this information from? Maybe I saw an interview with her on YouTube or something. Um, but I, something about, yes, I think it was about that. She saw Will, Will Friedle to Eric at a convention because he does loads of conventions. And I think the question was just like, what, how did the Boy Meets World cast sort of, you know, interact with you now? And she said that he was so lovely and went up to her and gave her a big hug and just basically said, are you happy? And she said, yes. And he said, well, then I'm really happy for you, you know? Oh, I love him. I'm kind of obsessed with him. Like, I was obsessed with him when watching it, uh, you know, in real time. But since this has been, we've been doing all of this, and because it's going so quickly, like I'm so sad for it to be ending. I've been listening to loads of interviews with him like Mm -hmm. from within the last few years there's some really good ones i'll send you after uh you know you've finished and it's so interesting because you know i told you he had this this anxiety issue that stopped him from on-screen acting and what's amazing and so all of that story is super interesting because he's talking about 
you know, how he overcame it and the effects it had on his life and it made him into a recluse for, you know, like maybe like the best part of a decade sort of thing. Um, and all things that, you know, not saying that we can relate to that, but we can all relate to struggles of, of some, of some kind within those realms. But he literally just said on their podcast today that from doing their podcast and all the rest of it, that he feels ready to get back to acting on screen. Oh my God. I could cry with happiness. Not that that's always got to be the end goal. Like you say, he's doing well as a voice actor without having to, mm-hmm. you know, it's slightly less, make makes him feel slightly less vulnerable. Like, so that's fine. But like, I, I love that talking about the, that it's just been a healing experience for him in the same way that like the, the drama queens girls talk about doing their podcast is like reclaiming their One Tree Hill experience. Like, I love yeah. that for people. Like I, yeah. I love like that you're taking ownership of something that once caused you pain, or mm-hmm. just that you've come out the other side. Like I, I can totally. Re- I mean, I haven't heard his whole story, but from what you've told me, I can totally relate to the anxiety hermit life. Um, so I am. I'm that one of the first things I'll do when I finish watching it all, and I can like Google to my heart's content, is to like listen to all <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, like, I'll sure. send you. I'll send you the links because these two are really, really cool, really good ones. Um, so yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about Eric. Should we start with Eric? Yeah, we can start with Eric. Is he not just the best? Oh wait, we're finished with the porn stuff. Yeah. So yeah, she's doing porn. There we go. Yeah. Um, Eric. Yeah. Is is the best? I mean, yeah. his he uh his character is becoming more and more just crazy right and sort of wayward in in, you know wayward away from where he was is like the the swooning older brother in season one but uh he also had some really great emotional episodes in this season like the whole episode with tommy i don't know whether it was because i'd just driven for 20 hours so uh, we we drove back from the south of France. It was like twenty a twenty hour journey in you know having to break things up and get the channel tunnel and all the rest of it. And when we got home at six in the morning and showered and everything else, got into bed to sleep for like a couple hours and I couldn't sleep just yet. So I was like, okay, put Boy Meets World on with the headphones. It was that episode. I don't know if it's just because I was so exhausted or whatever. But I could like I was like floods of tears for that episode. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm being manipulated. Like <laughs> I know, I know what's going to happen. I know he can't adopt him. Of course, he's not going to adopt him. But it really got me. Is that wrong? Did it get you? Um, I don't think. I mean, you can blame it on the being tired. Sure. <laughs> um, but let, we know that you like a little cry at a TV show anyway. So, and this it's was. True. I th- I think it, I mean, I found it very emotional because it was, there was a few episodes sort of s- squeezed together that were all really emotional episodes. Yeah. So it just felt suddenly, it felt like quite a shift. Like before it's been sort of, sort of a smattering of like darker or heavier stuff in between. But on the whole, it's just, this is just a sitcom. Like, but we've mm-hmm. got to, they've got to do some serious stuff because these are human beings. 
Whereas this was very, like, they've consciously made the choice to have these quite dark things happen to these characters. And it was all kind of put together in one go. And you were just a little bit like, but we can't, there's no joke that can be made from this moment. Like, I've, we're just, I've just got, a, yeah, I shed some tears. Yeah, there's a lot. And you're right, it is in like a a little section towards the end where there's just one after another. Like, we have uh, Joshua, the new baby that... um on the ventilator now that um that one really got me like really got me as well and i wasn't expecting it like as in i like i i knew that that was gonna happen and, and you know how we've been saying like there's besides like that episode where <laughs> sean joins a cult i think i've seen every single episode like i have a memory like when i see it, i'm like oh yeah okay i remember except for the first season i must have just not seen any of the first season but all of these i'd seen and so i knew that i remember that the baby came early and that that there were issues um but what is different is that when uh when we had our baby we had similar something similar happen and um it's really difficult like it's hard to watch like as in our son wasn't uh premature but there was a complication and uh had to spend time in the special care unit and had those moments of he's being taken away and you know like the panic like we had him and then all of the like this is like 12 hours later and then all of the doctors came and he had to go and I had to go with him and leave F there and you know it was like the one of the worst moments of of mine and her life and so it's hard to then obviously everything was okay thankfully and he's healthy and fine and you know it's, it's all it's, it was all okay but it's hard to then watch that back even though it's in a sitcom and it can be you know one minute can be eric doing crazy craziness but uh it's still dealing with some realness there and it is it does kind of come out of left field um but i think they did it really well and it must have been a conscious choice that our audience is getting older as well as the audience is sort of growing up with them to try and deal with some of these more serious points. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> so not, I mean, I'm not pleased to hear it. Like I'd love it if you popped out all great, but that you, you know, that you chose to share. Um, yeah, that's, it's, it's traumatic. Like it's not, you're not ever prepared for, you know, you 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 know that like oh things might not go completely perfectly, and I've got this birth plan, but let's not be too rigid about it because I, this is a, a complete unknown. Like, but you don't you're not prepared for not having just oh this is our baby, like you're just not prepared for that extra level of stress and the separation. And then I think like for you as the partner that's not having giving birth, you're torn between mm-hmm. oh my kid went one way. And my wife is the other way and I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I'm just sort of, I'm a spare part. Like, I can't, I feel like I can't really help either of these people. And like, 
Mm-hmm. We had a, we had a sim, like a similar kind of experience. Like, and my kid, my kid luckily was all right once she was out, and then I wasn't. So it was sort of the other way around. But it was a similar. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be with my baby, and my husband was just left like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do? I don't know what I'm doing anymore." Mm-hmm. So when you watch something on the telly, maybe for the first time that you've been confronted with it, like it's, and especially if you see it in a place that you're perhaps not expecting. So for a long mm-hmm. time after my kid was born, I couldn't watch like, there's absolutely no fucking chance I'll ever watch One Born Every Minute ever again. Like I, I know to act, <laughs> there's certain things I'll actively avoid because I just mm-hmm. don't need to be reliving any trauma. But you don't yeah. expect to see bits and bobs on like a, and they, and they do pop up. Like they do, there'll be little cartoons or it'll be a bloody advert on the telly or it'll be in, you're facing it and you have that little, like, you actually feel it in your gut a little bit, don't you? Like, oh, fucking hell, this is a little bit painful a minute. Like, but you kind of need to, you do desensitise to things gradually. So, I mean, many, in many years' time, it would be slightly less painful to see things that take you back to that. Um, mm-hmm. But it it was it was done very well. It was done very well from just uh, you're putting a TV show together where like there's going to be a birth like that sort. So many TV shows just oh Christ. I mean, if we if we talk about it from like a one tree hill, Haley gives birth to a baby that weighs twenty fucking pounds, and we're supposed to believe that. I, do you know what I mean? So I was like, you've done this well, like, and to also for it to be like not a straightforward thing, and when like. I also thought of One Tree Hill, you know, when Brooke's looking after that kid, fostering mm-hmm. that kid and it has some surgery and then she's there and it's mm-hmm. clearly like, this is a plastic fucking doll we're looking at and we're meant to be convinced mm-hmm. that this is a human baby. It's so bad, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas this show, yeah. like done bloody 15 years previously, got it right. Like it was much more, it, so it was just, it, it. so it felt from just like, oh, you're making some telly, like they'd done it really well. Like, and they kind of didn't need to do this that stuff really well because it is more about the comedy and they you know that's the stuff they need to get right but it so they did just handle it really well i think it was hard because we'd had chet had just died then we had the baby you know and sean hadn't been back since so you're kind of a bit worried about him and then the baby happened and then we've got eric wanting to adopt and it was all just like a big chunk of just Mm -hmm. this is i don't know what has happened to the Boy Meets World that I was watching previously, but this is suddenly, it's like Stranger Things and they've fallen into the upside down and everything's just gone to shit. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like it was, it was well done and it was quite nice to, it felt a bit more teen drama-y, didn't it? Not necessarily teen, Mm -hmm. but just a bit more drama than, you know, just laugh a minute. For sure. And it gave the parents more to do as well, Mm -hmm. which which was which is nice because they're really talented actors as well and so it's it's nice sometimes they can feel a bit underused but it's not that is the point of the show because they're they're not the boy or the boy you know or the the boy's age you know the line that really got me was when uh amy said to alan she was like bring our son back you know and it's like it's out of out it's out of your control but that's all that you want to do is to be able to reunite you know um mother and child like i i've said this this might sound cheesy or cliche or whatever but hands down 
I can tell you that the greatest moment of my life is not was when they gave Ephany our son. I wasn't. It was me watching her with him because it'd been such a. I mean, I'm I'm positive that every birth is traumatic. <laughs> like I'm sure for the for the woman, I'm sure that there is not a single one that's like, oh yeah, that was a walk in the park. Um, but this it was a it was a difficult labor, and you know, it's not that's not my story to tell. But the um, it'd been a lot, it'd been difficult, and so when, and when they were united, it was like that. Uh, like relief and love and all of the emotions it was just so beautiful and then to have that later disrupted and then to like to not be not have any of that control is really difficult and I think yeah I think they did a really good job of representing it and not making the jokes out of it and I think at the same time with when Sean does make his return and then oh, he gets Corey back into it by just being like, oh, the kid's going to be fine. What the kind of torture we're going to put this kid through, huh? You know, how, well, will he get a dumb friend like me? You know, making the jokes out of it. And Zapanga not really getting it, but Mr. Feeney getting it. You know, that that's the sort of optimism and posit- positivity that was needed in that situation to just to get people through like they need to have that hope like i think there is actually dealing with more nuanced subject matter than you would think from a show like this especially from where we've come from in the first season yeah absolutely yeah absolutely um and it kind of it's nice to it's nice when they kind of experiment with Corey and topanga's relationship like She's not providing him exactly what he needed in that moment, which is the format we've got used to, isn't it? Um, and it, but, it's, it, but then it's funny when you think, if you think back to season one, Topanga, she would have been like the, it'll be fine. I'll put my crystals on the windowsill. I'm not taking the piss out of anyone that does that. I'm all for anything that might help. Put the crystals <laughs> on the windowsill. You know, like that was her. I feel like she might have been the more optimistic one. And it's what I think yeah. she's had to sort of be, I'm a bit more practical and, you know, getting on with things. And we know that she is kind of, it's little Miss Perfect a little bit, isn't she? And so she is quite practical, but it's, it was, it was nice to have the twist of like, she's not quite giving him what he needs. And I, it, it almost got infuriating to the point where you're like, just hold his hand, like shut your fucking mouth a minute. If you can't like get on board with the fake, oh, I'm sure it would be fine, which let's be like, because realistically it might not have. And I get that she didn't want to spin him some bullshit, but just shut your mouth and hold his hand then. Like it was was getting irritating. And then obviously Sean comes in and then the little line where he goes to go in and they're like, oh, it's family only. And they're like, Mm -hmm. he is family. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. But we and we knew knew that there was gonna, he was going to say it. Yeah. I mean, maybe I. But but we want we want it. It's yes. like I know you're going to say it, but say it. Yes, it was exactly like it. that. Yes, it was exactly like that. Which yeah, I mean, so okay. Well, you mentioned it. So Chet comes back. Sean and Jack's dad. There's 
there's tension there that, that without even if he hadn't have died and just had the heart attack the episode was filled with drama already from yes. you know is he going to stay around he's not going to stay around and the argument that they have um that you know sort of leads to his heart attack i i feel like chet it was from our previous conversations is a character that you liked right yes yeah so I, yeah were you surprised I when he came back um and was kind of talking about I think I'm going to leave or whatever I was like they're wrapping him up. I was like this this feels like a wrap up. And then obviously he had the heart attack and I was like he's on his way out. So I knew like that was coming really. Um very relieved that Sean and Jack got some sort of resolution with him before that happened. That he was, I mean, Chet was pissing me off, like in the run up, because I, you know, like you just, and I'm glad they addressed that, like, oh, he was quick to get rid of Sean, like he came back and they were kind of getting on, and then as soon as there was an opportunity for Sean to move out, he was all really keen, and I was glad they addressed that because I think previously it felt a little bit like why, why have the writers made this happen? Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, um, if it, it felt kind of like just like a device to sort of, so I'm glad they tried to sort of make that into bit of a thing um i knew and i i knew he was gonna die um but yeah i'm, I'm glad that there that there was some conversation and 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 it was interesting to get the two the, the once he died to get the experiences of the two sons who were both felt like the other one had had it worse off or had the better deal or you know because their experiences of losing the same person was so different and it's very much like that with grief like you could lose the same person but every single person in their life is you're not all grieving the exact same thing mm-hmm. um yeah like that and then that stuff for me was like quite difficult to watch like my brother died last year um and so you don't really like family dynamics around the person that dies and stuff like that. Like it becomes, it's very intense. And then obviously they're having to sort out this, his stuff. And, um, but then I enjoyed the, but then there are also aspects when someone dies that, that bring you together. So then there was that side of things, you know, and they're kind of going for his fine and they're like finding little things in his house and laughing about it. And you just, he's like, all his bills and everything are just in a can on top of the fridge like and that's so mm-hmm. him isn't it um yeah it it was good and then we have the bit where he visits sean like and his dad's there and he, like, right he's, right he's like yeah in the in the truck yeah and i was just like it was very um like mitch on dawson's creek wasn't it you know we have that episode where he like pops i keep referencing dawson's creek i'm going to assume that the listeners have also seen it if they haven't they should um (laughs) but it was very reminiscent of that and i it it was just it it, it, people that doesn't happen in real life i don't think i've never met anyone that said i had a vision and i had a full-blown conversation with so-and-so that died but I wish it was real. I wish that was something that happened, but it doesn't. But that was lovely. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think the... Um, sorry, I know you hate that, don't you? What, for, for sure. sure? No, it's catching. <laughs> well, the... I mean, I'm not, I'm not equating this to being the same by any means. Um, but I've, like, sometimes, in my mind, and 
you know, my imagination gets away from me, mm-hmm. as I'm sure people understand by this point. But if I'm going through something or trying to reconcile something in my head or even it's just like an old memory or something, I'll sometimes think of what someone I admire would say about it, like a celebrity or whatever. And so, I mean, I've even had times like meatloaf is a shared love that you and I have, right? I would imagine what would meatloaf say about this? And I'll play it in my head. Like I'll hear it in his voice of what he would say, or I'd think about, um, I don't know, even like characters. It's not even, not even fictional people. Like, what would Keith Scott say about this? You know, like people, and I feel like I can hear their voices in, in, in my head. So as much as I'm not seeing them next to me, and again, I'm not saying this is the same as, you know, someone that's passed away, but I think, uh, yeah, I could imagine people doing stuff like that, you know, or like, or I, I do that with my own dad. Like, I think about what my dad would say, um, and luckily my dad is still with me. But um, yeah, so I, I, I try to think of them moments as just they're hearing it in their own head rather than seeing them there, but they're putting in there so for the audience's sake, you know. Yes. That's actually, like, it's a recognised, like, therapy technique, like, talking to your compassionate self. So it's not necessarily talking to yourself, but, like, I've done it as, like, a guided meditation and you kind of picture a figure and they could be however you want them to look. Mine usually looks like Dumbledore, which, like, like, just like a wise, old, like, someone like that. And what would they say say to you? And they're, like, your loveliest... Mm -hmm like they will always talk to you with compassion and kindness and love and then that's basically how you should always talk to yourself yeah so obviously meatloaf's talking to you but it's you telling yourself those things yeah exactly you know you might be thinking is this normal do normal people do this um but it it's a therapy technique so you're doing all right and then it does put you ready for like i mean hopefully not anytime soon but you know people in our lives will die and you're already very good at what would what would they say to me right now? Mm. Yeah, there I God, but by but also saying that, so so uh a celebrity or someone that I've followed for years, for like uh, about twelve years or so, in a very niche thing. So I don't know. If, I don't think I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast. I mean, no, maybe I have once or twice in passing. But I am really into and have always really been into battle rap. I'm talking hip hop oh. battle rap battles. Yeah, it's a thing, and people don't maybe don't necessarily know. But for years, there's been there's leagues in America and Canada and all around the world. And it's actually now really big, like it's big money, like the the battlers get can get paid up, you know, 50 grand a battle kind of thing. And they get millions of views online, etc, etc, etc. But it's very niche. It's a very niche subculture. And I've been following this person it's called Pat Stay, who's like the is very famous and big within within battle rap and uh and he just died like he got murdered and um and it's kind of it kind of like 
put shockwaves through that culture of actually how recognized he was to the point like Eminem tweeted like res- out of respect for him and you know so many famous rappers you know like method man and all, all kinds of people um and he was like referenced on like the wwe last week um and all these kind of things but uh it's like really rocked me because he's the same age as me uh i did i met him a couple of times when he was like over in the uk and at shows and things but it's like not somebody i even know like it's not like it was a friend or anything but because i'd followed his music and everything for so long um and because it's kind of a niche thing where it feels more contactable you know yeah um and he's got kids and it's just like he's a really good person and um it like it really messed me up for a good few days and then and more just the point of uh not nothing's permanent and these things can happen at any point to anyone and it's really scary and it just reinforces the the message that you have to be present and enjoy everyone around you while you have them because it's not always promised um yeah you don't you don't yeah. want to be left with too many regrets do you so yeah like jack will obviously probably always have regrets at not having like any kind of relationship with chet really um right not necessarily through i mean he was the kid like it was chet's responsibility to kind of keep that relationship going but he'll always have those regrets like and you can't there's fuck all you can do about those once you've got them um, not saying that we right. should all like, <laughs> like make up with and spend time with people that have fucked us over. Like you can just cut some people out and move on, but mm-hmm. you kind of need to. I mean, you don't know how you feel about like someone necessarily until they're gone, do you? But try not to have too many shit. I wish I'd said that because there's not, yeah. not a lot you can do about it. Yeah, or even if you are disconnecting from people to leave them on terms that you're happy with yes like i've done that with people where i've made this the decision that they will not be in my life and i will not be in theirs but left it in an amicable way even when that doesn't feel like what you want to do yes you know like i wish them all the best and hope for the best for them even if in my mind I'm thinking fuck you um but <laughs> I also know that that's not how I want to be and eventually I'll be over this yeah. and I will just want them wish them the best because I would want to wish everybody the best you know any I don't don't want to wish bad on anybody and so you can be grateful to yourself later down the line for having some, uh, you know, like humility. I think. Yeah, you just you don't want to be you don't want to be left with things unspoken. Whether they're like, oh, I really love you, buddy. Like, or mm-hmm. can we have a conversation about this because this is the sort of thing that will eat me alive. One day you'll die, and I'll regret never saying. And you can leave it on like a on like a nice like you can be going your separate ways. But leave it on a, we've both kind of said what we needed to say to each other. And then it's about reassessing those things. So you can not want to spend time with someone or think, right, I I don't ever, I don't ever need that person in my life now. But occasionally just reassess 
like you, you, you like sometimes it's just to reaffirm that you did make the right choice but you don't ever mm-hmm. want to be like oh maybe i should have sent that letter or just had that conversation about you hurt me because of this or just even just said we were friends 10 years ago i had a really fucking good time you know yeah for sure for sure you can't you can't regret being honest you know Mm -hmm. but you can regret not being kind you know where you can even be you can even show kindness in negative spaces you know it's like you yeah it's better to just be true to yourself and just yeah yeah. But also protect yourself. Well, I I also think Sean and the the um tension between Sean and Jack is the best stuff for Jack's character. Yes. I don't when Jack and Rachel are on screen without anybody else, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in any of that. Any of it. Until, yeah. Like the bit the bit at the start where Jack and Eric are like trying to they both fancy her and oh my god that went on for way too many episodes you're sex pests at this point fucking leave the woman alone do you know like do you know what i mean like it got Mm -hmm. to the point where i was like this it's just it's gone on for too long like call it a fucking day like either you both fancy her and one of you needs to crack on or get her to move out like it just became dull and that was all they had going on it wasn't until sort of Eric started getting his own stuff going on. So obviously his mum and dad had the baby and then he was involved. He was doing the sort of the big brother thing with Tommy and like that stuff. And then those two got together. They became like, okay, actually you're having some, st- there's some, st- we're moving forward with a storyline here. But actually even mm. then, I'm not that invested in Jack and Rachel. Like you could just, just no. lift Rachel right out. I'm not going to miss her. Yeah, I yeah i think she's the weakest character yeah. and it's that's not a slight of the actress like she's good she's fine and at, at performing and acting and whatever but it just isn't interesting to me and like i like jack but ever since you said he's kind of like a second eric i'm i agree to that too but he, some of his delivery and stuff is is quite is funny and does make me laugh. I think I just really like that actor. Yes, um, I do. I do. He's. I like looking at his face. I mean, one, he's handsome, and two, he's familiar to me. Like he's a familiar face to me. He is yeah. funny. They could have done more with him. I feel like this is yeah. the writer's fault here. He's clearly a talented, co- like comedy actor. They didn't yeah. make him different enough from Eric to care yeah. about having him as a character. Like, he is just Eric, but slightly shitter because we're already in love with Eric. Um, right. So it wasn't until... And the stuff making him Sean's brother was also a really weak choice until they had this stuff here where the dad died. And then yeah. it was like, why didn't you not necessarily have the dad die a season previously, but have some sort of something? But you could still lift him out. You could. St- he could still go. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really, he's not, yeah, they, you're totally right. They, they should have just given him more to do or made him maybe just like intelligent. Yes, they could have, yes. Him, he could have been have like a studious be the, character. Yeah. Right. And he can, they can, he can have that sort of clash with Eric, but maybe he's so serious into his studies that it, he 
can't do all of the social parts where Eric is really good at socialising but not so good at the studying and they can kind of play off each other that way. Imagine the comedy that could have come out of that. Like Jack always fucked off because Eric's always mucking things up and he's just trying to get by. Like that would have that would have been brilliant. I was actually Mm -hmm. excited when Eric was going to move back home because I was like, thank fuck, we won't have to go back to this apartment. We're just going to see them less. Eric's going to live at home (laughs) with the new baby. We're just going to, this is going to fade out. And then it didn't. And I was like, I'm so, I'm bored of this bit. I was bored of it. Yeah. No, it's fair. I was bored, bored of that bit too. I mean, I don't, I can't, I can't really remember how I felt about it at the beginning. Like when I first watched it, but I wasn't binging through it like this. I I was getting two episodes a night. So actually, I probably I pretty I was. That is a bit. I was getting two through episodes it quite... a night. It's not like you're watching it once a week as it airs. I imagine in smaller doses, it would be it's true. I find... maybe I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't definitely wasn't thinking about it at this at this level. No. But yeah, I mean, it's just a bit nothingy. I I I enjoyed the Truman Show episode. Oh, I didn't at all. Oh, did you hate I it? I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, okay, the film came out. It was really popular. It made loads of money. We get it. Like, <laughs> Wait, you know the guy that's... Um, so, you know, the oh, I've forgotten his name. The poker guy when Corey's taking his wedding ring off. The, when they're playing poker. Um, is he quite famous? Like the young... Uh, is it Louis? Is his name Louis or I made that up? Yeah, something like that. Lou, something. I that feel like guy. I've da- yeah. Not him. The, his, like, lackey that's with yeah, him. Yeah, that's Louis. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm guessing that's who you're going to talk about, the lackey guy. Right. He is Goldberg. And that's... I have his jersey behind me. He's the goalkeeper in the Mighty Ducks. I've never seen the Mighty Ducks. What? I know. And Joshua Jackson's in it, isn't he? And I've never seen it. Yes. Joshua is the lead, like the lead kid. I I haven't had means to... I've got... I mean, is it on Disney Plus now? Yeah. Yeah, but I would have grown up a whole life without having access to it. But you have have a kid that was the perfect... That is the perfect age to watch Mighty Ducks. Maybe a bit bit old. No, wait, how old? 11? She's 11, yeah. She's quite a young. Oh, she's a young age. eleven. Perfect age. I perfect age. Has your husband seen it? He must have seen it. I don't think so. Oh We've never God. had a conversation about it. Just got spoons and dominoes. <laughs> it's time for the mighty ducks. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't. You know, like you have certain kids' films you watch when you're growing up and other people you're watch never different gonna films. Be able to, you're never going to be able to argue a reason about this to me. But I probably watched kids' films that you didn't watch because it would have depended on, like, what our parents bought for us, what satellite channels we had. Like, I never watched The Goonies growing oh, yeah, up. yeah, I didn't either. Look, see? And then you watch it as an adult and it's kind of odd. Yeah, and whereas my husband was like, how have you never seen The Goonies? I'd never watched Labyrinth as a kid either. That's or never The never-ending story. My husband's obsessed with The never-ending story. Completely passed me by. Never watched yeah. it. Yeah. I watched that about a year ago for the first time. Again, yeah. very odd. Like, the people making these, these films were just taking lots of drugs, weren't they? Like, I, there's no so other explanation for this. This is so an LSD trip made into a film. 
Yeah. Um, so I didn't watch The Mighty Ducks, but I would have been... I don't know. What was I watching instead? E.T.? <laughs> I well, it. you should, because I think... Well, I think you'd love it. How could you not? How could you not? But the... Goldberg is the goalkeeper. He's like one of the main, and he's like the comedy guy. And the, but that's probably about five, six years before he was before he was there in Boy Meets World. So he's younger, but uh, has he been in things yeah. since? Or other no, things? Oh, like, like his face. He's I been don't in. Know. Have you seen the film Heavyweights? No. Are these well. all sports-based films? Heavyweights, no, Heavyweights is about kids have to get sent to fat camp in the 90s. <laughs> oh. um, it's a comedy and uh, Ben Stiller's in it. Um, yeah, okay. it's funny. But The Mighty Ducks, you, you need to watch. You need to watch. And then there's a convention. Is Telford near you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where that is either. Is, but no, is there's it, uh, a convention in December Telford. where some that of the mighty like ducks that are going. You. Telford sounds like a Londony kind of place. No, I, I don't. I don't know. I think it's a few hours away. But the mighty ducks are coming uh, to a convention. Yeah, and, is Joshua uh, Jackson going to be there though? He's not, is he? No, <laughs> not worth my time. Okay. If Joshua it just suddenly decides he's going to come. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you get sacked from a big Hollywood project, and decides <laughs> fuck it, why not? We'll go. Okay. But otherwise, it's just a load of like men in their late forties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. To me, isn't it? Like I could actually trip over them in the street. I'd have no idea who they were. You could be sat next to them in Weatherspoons drinking your bottomless coffee, and you wouldn't <laughs> even know. They might be serving you. They might be working in the Weatherspoons for all oh. we know. Convention circuit obviously doesn't pay. <laughs> quite enough <laughs> well okay so you did notice jack's platform shoes though i mean obviously the one time it's done for comedic effect mm-hmm. when he's trying to but did you also see most of the time he's wearing something with like a a heel or something they're like just a quite boot chunky with a heel. aren't they they're like a doc martin they're not he's not just wearing like a sneaker he's wearing like a like a chunky boot to really to try and give him a little inch, isn't he? Shall we see how tall he is? Is Oh, in real life. That... But he's not... I don't think he's that short. Unless Eric is also not very tall. Because he's only maybe a couple of inches shorter than Eric. Well... Oh, and Rachel is clearly up. very... You need to look up how tall Rachel is. Well, okay. He's... How tall are you? Um, 5'3". Five, no, 5'4". Okay. <laughs> okay. I think. Gradually shrinking well, over time, aren't we? No, I'm 5'4", I think. It says here that he's 5'7 and a half. Oh. So the fact that they've put on the half means he's definitely 5'6 at maximum. He that is, is not quite short, isn't half. it? What's the, what's the average for a guy? Short. Isn't it like 5'9, 5'10, something like that? Uh, I'm 6'1". That's tall. Um, yeah, yeah, that's tall. I mean, it's not crazy. No, but it's not Rachel tall, is it? No. Well, let's find out. I mean, I'm scared to see what's going to pop up. <laughs> typing her name into. Do I need to go to an incognito window? I get don't... that incognito tab open. Come on. Why is it? 
I put in Maitland Ward height and it's come up as the uh, suggested Maitland Ward height and weight. Why do I need to know her weight? I don't know. Maybe. She's not even that tall. She's 5'10". That's, t- that's tall though for a woman. Right, I've, but I've... how is she towering over everybody? How short are all of these men? They must be very short. Do they put her in heels as well then? Because she's even, I noticed like she's loads taller than Mr. Feeney. Must, right, hang they on. must first, put her in high shoes to make it even worse, mustn't they? Well, firstly, I, there's all kinds of data here that I don't know if we need or not. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is just on Google on the homepage. This isn't even like her bra size is on here, her mm-hmm. shoe size, her weight. Do you want to guess her shoe size? Are you interested? Um, I'm going to go with size eight. A size eight? A UK eight? Yeah. It's a big foot. That's not that big. I'm, my feet are like, one of them's a six and a half, one, one of them's a six, so I usually have to buy a seven. Okay. Is it the right or the left? I, do you know what? I never, I never remember because you can't tell just looking at them. It's not until I put my feet in a shoe and I'm like... This one's got more room than the other. You don't have one that just had one ridiculously long big toe on one <laughs> foot. <That's> just... <laughs> no, no. It's not got to the stage where I've got to like go into shoe shops and do swap all the boxes around and buy one one size one the other. It's not quite that extreme. They're like, oh, you know how you've got two fridge Liz? And they're like, oh, <laughs> big toe test is back. <laughs> <laughs> I... Oh my god! I there's I don't get my feet out. Like there's I just cut something about it, so no one would even know that I was big toe test, even if I had a weird big toe. Big toe test. Please do I let, love it. That absolutely cannot catch on. Please. The pe- the people call you Tess. Is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. Is that a we? Is that we're not familiar enough for that yet? Like no. you're not. You're not popping out a sigh yet, are you? No, I, so. I, don't, I don't. Do people call you sigh? Sigh. No. No. Because I don't think I've don't think I've ever heard Dom refer to you as Sigh. So no. I, I would take his lead. Like if he he's like top friend, the rest of us have to fall in line with he lets us know what's appropriate <laughs> and what isn't. No, Tess is fine, I don't care. Did did you have a nickname growing up? No. Not anything cool. No. I had one of the boys at school once he was an app. He's never going to listen to this. He was a bit of a dick. Um, lifted up a ch- it was in the road behind me. Lifted up a chair to move it, and the chair leg caught me on the head. Like not hard, but then he called me chair head for a long time until he got excluded. Okay. Until he got excluded for selling drugs in the cemetery next to the school during lunch break. Didn't have to wow. worry about him anymore then. Who's um, the chair head now, dick? Yeah, could be chair head. And then, like, you know, like, your friends just make up silly little things that don't really like, like, we all had names and we all put new on the end. Like, <laughs> you'll put new on the end? Yeah. So, my friend Kira, I, if they listen to this, they'll love that I mentioned this. My friend Kira was Kiranu. And then okay. Lizzie was Lizanu. So, I was Tessanu. But it wasn't like a Tessanu. nickname. It was only like, it wasn't a nickname that caught on. It was, <laughs> and then my name's Tessa May, and then some bitches at school called me Tessa May June July for a bit. 
Tessa, okay, yeah. And now, okay. I bet everyone in my generation has hyphenated May on the end of their kids' names, haven't they? So actually, they loved it. So I had Tessa May, June, July for a bit, but no cool nicknames. Did you have a cool nickname? Okay. Well, I had a nickname that, like, I had people that didn't even know me as, didn't even know my name was Simon. Like, a nickname that was that ingrained. Like, that, especially, like people's parents and things like my my friends parents they just would know me as that which was hardcore like as in it really <laughs> stuck i thought i thought you were t- telling me that the name was hardcore, <laughs> was hardcore. and i was like your friend's parents thought that your name was hardcore <laughs> it's hardcore coming over to sleep over again okay first good, name hard good. surname core hardcore <laughs> hardcore you know the score that should Rhyme so good it deserves an encore. Like, yeah, no what one was else. the name? That was the Pied Piper song, but um, not that was. Okay, can I just give the origin story? So it was year yeah. year six. So I was like ten, going on eleven, and I I think this is how it goes. I was eating skips, skips of crisps, potato chips for our international friends. But skips are like uh, they like sizzle on your tongue, right? They're how would you? They're, oh, they're prawn prawn shells. They're right? almost not a potato chip. They're almost not. They're almost like its own food. Like it's its own thing. Like it's not. It does not like any other crisp on the market. It's, all, it's they almost dissolve a bit on like your tongue. What the prawn crackers you get when you order a Chinese? Yes, but miniaturized and softer. Yeah. It's very smooth texture. They just melt when you put them in your mouth and make like a paste. They're <laughs> yeah. not my they're not my thing, skips, but a prawn cocktail paste. <laughs> yeah. And I was eating some of them and uh my eleven year old girlfriend at the time that's right, I had a girlfriend in year six. Player. Uh yeah. <laughs> she was she was like she called went to call me Skips, but instead of calling me Skips, she called me Skibs with a B, S K I B, Skibs, and then it just became a thing. I was just called Skibs, and it changed to being Skibbers, S K I B B A S, Skibbers, and then I was called. It just stuck with me, and then I was called that until I was about twenty five. Like, not even joking, parents, people, anyone. I like, I, it was Skibbers. People, a lot of some of these people didn't even know that that was my name. And then I put in Skibbers randomly into Urban Dictionary just to see if anything would come up. And guess what Skibbers actually means in Urban Dictionary? You don't need to guess, I'll tell you. It's uh, pimples on a penis. <laughs> So, I hope my microphone caught that snorting noise I just made. (laughs) Oh my god! So, (laughs) so your penis pimple was your nickname for twenty years. It wasn't meant. That was just coincidental. But, uh, but yeah, I thought you were going to say it was an actual name. Like my husband, I call his name's Ron, but that's not his name. But it's to the point okay. where, like, I was introduced to him as Ron. 
So that's what right. I call him. Like his own wife doesn't call him by his actual name. The only people right. that do are like his mum and people at work. Mm-hmm. So Got I you. thought it was going to be like a human name. Yeah, this was like a made up word. And it's not, the origin story it's, isn't really cool either, is it? It's just from skips, eating skips. Well, what what else does an 11 year old do? I don't know. <laughs> That's where know. it came from. But yeah, it was, um, but, but I, the, the period that that was like a nickname, I didn't really know Dom in that period. We kind of went separate mm-hmm. ways. We went to different schools and things. So he would never call me that where I, some of my friends that, like I was saying earlier, was a bit of the wrong crowd. That was what I was known as. And if I saw some of them now, that's still how they would refer to me, even though yeah. I'm like 35. And it would feel very odd. And it would be a bit like, you know, that's the thing. That's the reason why, you know, sometimes when you're in Sainsbury's, that's a supermarket, that um, you, if you saw someone that you haven't seen in like 15 years, Sometimes your instant reaction is just to dive into the bread aisle, right? Always. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the reason is because in your mind, you think that that person only thinks of you as the 15-year-old version of you. They don't know the They haven't you seen now. the evolution of they and the growth. The, you, they still they, think you're your original Pokemon form. They still think you're skibbers. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah, so but you think not. they've seen me and they've remembered that really embarrassing thing I did when I was 12 and that's all they know me for. But actually, mm-hmm. they've probably forgotten about that. Anyway. Because they're focused they? on their own embarrassing exactly. things. Exactly. But I will avoid people. I I would abandon a, a whole full trolley. Mm-hmm. I've been very much known to be like, oh, is that my phone ringing? It's not. There's no fucker there. I'll do that to avoid having yeah. to talk to those kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'll talk, so, to, I'll talk to them if they want to message me on Twitter because I can manage that. It's the face-to-face. Right. Face. Yeah, because you don't get the time to choose your words. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Rushed. But okay, how did we get on? Oh, Big Toe Tess. Yeah, okay. Oh, so do you want to know her? So, What measurements she, do you want to give me? I don't know. Her shoe size is a a US 6, which I think means she's a UK 5. Whose feet are we talking so about now? She's not an 8. About, no, you oh. guessed 8. She's, oh. she's like a 5. That's, she must fall over in the wind. Well, you know, you need like <laughs> she she may fall over in the wind, but I don't want to give you the other measurements oh, that showing me here. <laughs> Has she had some enhancements paid for with her boy meets world money? I don't know. I don't really. I don't understand women's bra sizes because why would I? But thirty two D sounds large. Oh no, that's but that's not that's not extreme. Okay, that's just normal. I mean, she's thin okay. around with a nice pair, like most people are, you know, <laughs> I don't... 
any more than a handful's a waste. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, which, which is what you tell yeah. yourself when you're young and you're crying about it at home. Um, no, that's not a, that's not an obscene. That's not a Pamela. We haven't got a Pamela Anderson situation here. Okay. Well, let's see how tall Will Friedle is, Eric. He he's five eight, so he's also short. Yeah. So that's why they're both short, and she's five ten, which is tall but for a woman average, but not crazy average tall. bloke height right but i've never noticed yeah. like when i if i look at i mean we don't i don't think that we we see eric with the other characters i don't notice that eric's load shorter than like is he shorter than Corey? and sean like mm. i don't i don't know he's think, taller oh. he's taller than them but i know Ryder strong he plays uh sean is short we have to look now don't we we have to know. I can't hear I think you. He's short as well. Yeah, he is five eight. So they're all so short. <laughs> How tall is Ben Savage? He is five eight. They're all so short. I couldn't hear you then for ages. By the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Were you speaking? No, because I said I can't hear you. And then... Oh, I think we don't even need to edit then because I was just talking. But uh, I oh, was hi. saying Ben Savage is 5'8". Ryder Strong is 5'8". They're all short. They're all short. They're all so short. And they're all like... Dom would love it. Their growing, ta- <laughs> their growing time is run out now, hasn't it? Like, they're, that's the height. You're staying that height now. Why is Dom, yeah. is Dom really short? Yeah, we've been over this, haven't we? I've, I've never seen... I only ever see his face and his shoulders. Like, how would I know how tall he is? He could be seven foot five, and I have no idea. I've seen that but one. That's... I think I've seen that one picture of like you and Craig Sheffer and Dom. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I know well, that, that I know that you're tall. I don't remember him right. being like, "Wow, he's up to coming up to Simon's waist." <laughs> no, he's not that. What his favorite thing about our new podcast artwork? was that the artist made us the same height as his favourite thing. He's, that's what he said. He's just like, same height, yes. Uh, now, he's not crazy, he's not, he's not like crazy short, but that's what was always funny about us, like growing up and everything, was I was always tall and he was always short. And so there's quite, there's probably like, I don't know, like eight inches between us in height, maybe something like that. Yeah, I guess that's quite a lot when it's just like the two of you stood there next to each other, in it. Like that's that's like yeah. that's like nearly a whole head, in it. That's a head. <laughs> yeah, he probably comes up to my shoulder, maybe. Oh, that's cute. Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny because you can see people like for years and years, but if you only ever see them on a screen like this, like on a Zoom call, mm-hmm. you. I've, you've got no idea at the bottom they could be like a centaur on the bottom they could stand <laughs> up and they've got the legs of a goat and you have no idea yeah no idea yeah 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 well so she's actually not that tall no. sure she is but not how it looks in the show they no, make her look like she's, shorter, she's like Shaq be, yeah she's shorter than a lot of like supermodels at all I thought she was like supermodel tall yeah yeah, uh, she's like the same height as my sister, I think, which is relatively. She is quite tall, but you know, she's not taller than me. So take that. 
<laughs> uh, okay. So what about, so Sean goes off because he's grieving and needs to take some time to find himself. And in the meantime, he finds a girl band that performs in a truck stop. Can we, we need to discuss that because mm-hmm. are they an actual band? Have they like yeah. been like, we need to sell this band. Let's drop them into an episode. Boy. Oh my God. It's so badly done. It's, it's Pete Wentz. It's Pete Wentz from Fallout it's Boy. Pete Wentz. Like, it's just... I prefer this to Pete Wentz, though. Well, you know, well, because sure. you can drop a band into a show and it fits. If they just had Fallout Boy there without Pete Wentz, then getting off with school children, it would have been a sensible... <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have thought anything of it, would you? Oh, Fallout Boy are performing. It makes sense. But then they yeah. ruin it. And they did that with this. Like, by all means, have them do a show. One, make it sound like they're singing there and it's not a complete... Because it's, it's like the worst, like, it's all just effects over their voices. Like, there's no voice mm-hmm. to that song at all. It's all computers. And it yeah. was the whole fucking song. It just went on and on. And I was like, so Christ, long. let this end. Yeah. Someone <sighs> paid some money, didn't they? So <laughs> bad. Disney. Disney, oh. Disney cashed a check somewhere. <laughs> At least Disney got did, Disney got better. At least they got better by the time. I mean, I didn't. They did like a High School Musical. Like they got better at doing the music and TV shows thing. But this is bad. Like, and I can't Google who they are. They're clearly not world famous now, are they? Right. Yeah. I don't know who they are either. But they laughed about this on the podcast recently, being like they can't wait to talk about the random time that they like discovered a, a girl band at a uh, truck stop bit and. Ryder Strong was saying how they were all really nice, like you know, as I'm sure they would. Oh yeah, be, you I'm know. sure they are. Yeah, but yeah, very strange. The singing I, and dancing did... though was very of the time. The, the, oh yeah, the outfits and the little dance, like everything about it, like for the very people... S Club. Yes. for the people listening that are not of our generation, which turns my stomach a little bit. Um. That's what that we turned on telly. That's what we had on it. Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. Friday night, top of the pops. That's what yep. it was like. The choreographed dancing, the matching outfits. Sometimes you'd start sitting on a stool, stand up as the chorus came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a chair, you might turn it round, sit on it backwards. Yes, you might. Mm-hmm. Maybe wear white jeans. Oh yeah, there'd be there'd be a lot of heavy on the denim. Yeah, you know, bewitched style, like a double denim. Bewitched, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Almost yeah. looking like you're wearing the same outfit, but not quite. You know, someone's really thought it through. Very low rise jean. Five. Oh, I loved five. <laughs> Slam dunk the funk. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I loved a bit of five. I had some cuttings of five on the bedroom wall. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, okay. <laughs> that that was... But I did like the sentiment that he looked... For, that Sean looked familiar because Chet had gone there and would talk about him and, you know, I, I liked I liked those parts. That was lovely. And I liked because it was that he'd spotted the photo... And it like yeah. when someone dies, like photos are suddenly like the most precious thing that ever existed. And if you like, 
I don't know, like you might be scrolling through someone's Facebook, you mutual friends or whatever, and you see a photo that you haven't seen before. Or, you know, you get their mm-hmm. computer and there's a whole load of, like, it's honestly like finding treasure. So I totally, in that moment, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I, this is, I can, I know what this magic feels like. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that was lovely. That's, that's funny you say that, because, uh, so I had a, had a friend that passed away, like, o- over a decade ago now, and he passed away young. Like, we, he was someone that I met at a, at summer camp so we were like you know 1920 and died in a accident like uh you know very suddenly and i posted i posted a picture of it a picture of me and him and one of my other friends on instagram and i have the picture printed and it's up here like on on my wall and i basically sort of wrote in the caption explained about it and explained uh, you know who he was and he he was our friend and all these great memories we had with him and that I always keep it keep it up but out of respect uh, also um, like as a reminder of these things that we've been saying about how lucky I am to be here and how lucky we you know we all are and that um, like you know life is precious and I put that out on Instagram and I didn't like tag anyone or anything like that because I I don't know anyone from like his family or anything. Uh, um, He was American and one of my friends from camp had seen it and she was friends with the family and sent it to the family and I just got inundated with like you know people I'd never met like his mum his dad his uh cousins and they were all just messaging saying how exactly what you just said that it was like a gift because they'd never seen this picture and it was a picture at their house as well because we stayed with him for the weekend and um and I like had loads more, so I sent sent her like private message to her, all the other ones, and she was saying, you know, she didn't, she never thought she would see any photographs of her son that she hadn't seen before, yeah. and it was so it was exactly like what you just said. Yeah, that um, that that weighs heavy on you, like knowing that there's there's never going to be any new photographs. Like at some point, you will have seen every photograph that exists of that person. Like you can't create any new one. Like and that is that's that's the sort of that is like a you're, like you feel the weight of that on your heart. So I can totally like that gift that you gave. Like you you can't ever underestimate like how amazing that would have been for them. Yeah, it, it's like, it it's makes like, me it, sad. Yeah, it's like creating more. a whole new memory of their son for them without yeah. him being here. Like it's like magic. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, we're on, we're uh, it fits with this season, but it does. we're on more of a sad vibe. This this episode is more of a. It's, it, yeah. it's because this series this series is less like immature fuckery, isn't it? Which is mm. like what we've been talking about for the last like five weeks has been we can relate it to all these times we fucked about and are like terrible embarrassing stories and there is just less of that this season so instead we're getting all the debbie downer stuff out (laughs) 
Well, it's more, yeah, we're kind of, we kind of, I guess it's more evidence that we kind of mirror what the tone is, you know, and how in, in our conversations about it. Yeah. But I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot of funny moments in there. Eric's just wild in this one. He has, he has some lines that just really crack me up. Like, uh, there's a time where Corey and Topanga have a lot of, ups and downs in this season which i think is 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 done well because it's not like you just magically meet someone and then that's it you're going to be together and it's all roses and rainbows for the rest of the time like a relationship you have to work at and you have to continue to work at through always you know the moment that you stop then the moment is it's gonna die isn't it it's gonna finish because you have to continue continue because as we all change as people and continue to evolve you have to continue to fall in love with that person and how they're becoming and guiding and changing and not just who you thought that person used to be you know and i think that can sometimes be like the pitfalls of relationships is people have to grow together and this is showing Corey and topanga growing together and some of those growing pains like when he doesn't want her to use his razor for example and boundaries when i watched that i was like there's absolutely no chance that simon will ever use anyone else's toothbrush (laughs) i was like simon simon's getting this he's like yes it's disgusting i get it I chucked my toothbrush away on from holiday because I had to put it in a cup, you know, there. And I was like, I'm not using this toothbrush again. Even though just the handle has been in a in a cup that wasn't your own cup. Mm-hmm. That toothbrush. Why don't you gone. get one of those travel cases? Like you lay the toothbrush yeah. in a case. In a case, yeah. No, I should. Just so, you know, Thank that, you for the suggestion. That's, that's the thing. Get, you, get yourself down to Superdrug where they've got the little mini bottles and things. You can get a little toothbrush-sized coffin mm-hmm. for your toothbrush. I like that. I like that. But it, I would have to then keep the, the toothbrush coffin in the my toiletry bag because mm-hmm. even then, I, otherwise I'd have to clean the outside of the coffin from it being on their sink. But it's then, a whole thing. But then the toiletry bag touches the surface of their sink and then yeah. your feet are on the you know i can see how this spirals flip, for you flip flip flops oh it's uh, yeah it's horrible yeah it's horrible I, I, as much like, as we joke about it no, it I is know. actually horrible no i know and i make jokes but i i can um i don't i don't understand this i don't get it with the cleanliness thing but i understand the like spiraling you now you've got yourself stuck into this thought pattern that you kind of struggle to get out of yeah, and fun. it happens. It's the more stressed you are, the worse it becomes. Yeah, which makes you more stressed. And you're like, at some point, my heart will just explode in my body because I can't cope with this anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's hard work. It's like, you're like, I need, I need a fucking break. I'm stressed already. Brilliant. Now my hands are chapped, or you know, like it's just another layer you don't need. Another layer of bullshit mm-hmm. on top of the stress in it. But don't worry, yeah. you've got your new toothbrush. <laughs> yes. Wow. The, um, something I, I just wanted to add. I was, we, I was going to say it earlier, and we are kind of on like sadder vibes this week. But the, um, and I'm sure that you've felt this as well from people. 
and people mean well with it. Um, but you know, like the, so the, the story I told or giving some of the details about my son's birth, I, it's not a story that I've told very often to anybody, um, into the, and the, particularly like the intricate parts that I, you know, I haven't said here, but when I found myself, when I had told some people about it, like at the time, uh, so many people's reaction was just like, oh, this all right. It's all good. It's all okay though. You know, and, uh, and it really, I know that people mean well, but it really diminishes your pain in saying that it's like, it's not allowing you to just recognize that that was shit. And that was really tough and horrible. And yeah, okay, we're through it now. So that's great. And that's amazing. But allow me to feel it and allow me to know that it was real. And it wasn't just something, wasn't overreacting, you know, or wasn't being extra about it. And I think all too often people are uncom- get uncomfortable with that with someone sharing it and they don't know what to do so like yeah but don't worry it's all okay it's all all right and usually it's people that just haven't been through that thing Uh, whereas if someone was to tell me some some part of their birth story which i'm like i said earlier i'm sure all of them are traumatic in some way or another i i feel like my responses would just be like you know wow that must have been terrible or wow you know, I don't know, or just trying to honour that in a way. And I think we could all do with that a little bit more of just, I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say. No, I know what you're trying to say. Like, like, like everyone's first response to someone telling them that they're in pain or that they're going through something should always be, that sounds really fucking shit. Like, if there's, someone's mm. telling you it's shit, agree that it's shit. Right, I think, exactly, I, yes. I, I think it's made even more difficult when if when it's around the birth of a child because it's everyone's like but your baby's okay now yes i get mm-hmm. it i've got this wonderful prize i get it but actually getting here was a fucking nightmare i'm allowed to acknowledge that like i spent a lot of time feeling guilty that the day my daughter was born was isn't my the best day of my life it's not yeah. it's not the best it actually was the, until the day I, I found out my brother had died was the worst day of my life and I remember I said to my husband, like, I was the, like, one of the only good things about my brother's death was that at least it knocked my kid's birth off the top spot so that I didn't always have to feel guilty <laughs> that the day my daughter was born was when, it, like, I nearly died. It was one of the worst days of my life. I'm allowed to acknowledge that. And so yeah. much, you're supposed to be so excited that this new baby's come. And actually, you're like, I, I've been through a trauma. Like, can I just have a fucking minute? Like, Oh, but this baby, it's such a blessing. It doesn't feel like a fucking blessing today, Brenda. All right. Like, (laughs) sometimes you need, there's like, it's like a Lewis Carroll quote, I think, about like, um, when you can't see the light, I'll sit with you in the dark. Like, and that, you don't need, you don't always need someone to make it feel better or to immediately say, oh, but think of all the wonderful things you do have. Like, always be Mm -hmm. grateful for them. When you're feeling bad, try and think of three things that you're really grateful for. Sometimes in that moment, you're grateful for fucking nothing. I'm just in pain and I just need someone else to acknowledge that like, Mm. yes, this is crap, but I'll sit here with you a minute. And you don't need to like wrap up the conversation and put a positive spin on it. I can just Mm -hmm. 
let me just trauma dump all over you. And if you actually mm. don't know what to say, just go, wow, that sounds crap. Because that's actually all you need. You're not telling people so they can fix it. No matter, they can't fix it for you. They can't say, "Oh well, have you looked at it like this?" And suddenly you're like, "Oh, what a light bulb moment!" I, I suddenly <laughs> realised that wasn't traumatic at all. I feel great about it. Like you don't, yeah. you're not. No one can do that. You just need someone to go. That sounds like that was really difficult for you, or that it sounds mm-hmm. like you're going through something. Like that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like validating your pain yeah. rather than just brushing over it. And and sometimes people, again, people are doing it with good intention. So I'm oh, not yeah, like totally. trying to. But sometimes people will also do things like, well, they'll just one up you <laughs> and be like, yeah, well, but I heard about this, that, and the other. And, you know, that's way worse than what you went through. Like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> yeah. Thanks. Oh, okay. We're made to feel guilty. I don't know whether it's like a, if it's a British thing or like we're not trained to make a fuss about stuff. So we're not trained to like sit and just be miserable about stuff for a bit. Like that's not our culture, is it? Our culture is to either sweep it under the carpet or it's that stiff upper lip lip thing and try and get on with things. And yeah. So then it becomes like a, you know, you can't, oh, but you've got your wonderful child life. Some people don't have children. Okay. I feel awful for those yeah. people. I f- genuinely feel terrible for those people. I feel very blessed that I am able to have a child, but actually, like, can I just, like, I mean, never, we're always made to feel, oh, but someone's always got it worse. Okay, brilliant. But I'm miserable over here. So great. <laughs> yeah. We're all, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you're allowed to, like the things that are happening to you in your world are massive to you in your world. Yes, there's a famine somewhere else and I feel awful about it and I wish I could change it, but I'm quite consumed with whatever shit thing is happening in your life at the time. Like, it's all relative, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, your shit yeah. thing is the worst thing that's ever happened to you, and that's all that matters, because it's happening to you. Exactly, exactly. So, but and, and I think it's just that when you've... So, <laughs> so, you know how... Was it on the last episode, or the episode before, when I said I anyone that's under 30 i'm I'm not interested in what they're saying yeah (laughs) right well i i heard a good uh, quote around this and i can't remember what it was but but it basically was saying it's about people falling on their face and experience and what that's like and pain and it's like i don't want to hear you talk about my pain if you haven't had it or you haven't been through it if yeah. you don't know what it feels like is it's not about age it's about if you've experienced it because you can read about it and hear about it but unless you've had it then it's completely different levels and it doesn't mean again it's not to try and take away from someone trying to be kind and maybe just not quite getting it because we get that but i mean i've got friends I have one friend in particular, he's a lovely guy, really nice, and uh, but he he would just brush over anything that you say, and I partly I think because he's actually not that interested, he's quite self-absorbed in kind of a funny way, in a way that he doesn't really understand, I don't think, but uh, like he just, he would just brush it off you know and and sometimes it's like but then but then you just know that that's not someone to confide in you know you have to pick the people that 
you think are gonna just allow you to be in it for a bit you know yeah and you learn which things like i could share this but no one is gonna get it like in your so so Mm. like the birthday i've got no one to who who here in this room is like one is quite painful for me to talk about it's one of the things you know we say about oh we could laugh about it now i can't laugh about that i'm not on the Mm. joke i'm not on the jokes stage for that yet same with like your brother dies i very no we're not at an age where our brothers are supposed to be dying yet. So it's hard. No. So like who, I can either say all this, oh, this is really bad. And my friends don't know. So they can, you know, they might say, oh, you know, my great grandmother died. And you're thinking, that's not the fucking same. But I don't want to say it isn't because you're also, you've also experienced a loss. I feel terrible for you that your great grandmother died, but she was 98. Yeah. So you have, so then you start getting bitter because you think none of these people get it. So it's sometimes Mm. it's about learning to who to share things with or what not to share because you're not going to get the the response that you want or need. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, And I mean, something like that is unimaginable. I can't even imagine what you've been through is horrific and uh yeah but sometimes that's all all people need to say in it like the point you're making is that sometimes all you need people to say is just go that sounds fucking awful i don't know what that feels like but it does not sound great like that will do for sure yeah yeah for sure and I don't know how to link this back to Boy Meets World. No. I really don't. They've had some. <laughs> they've had some shit times, but we were just saying that they have had some really funny. Like some of it was really that's funny right. as well. Right, and that's what I was going to say. When Topanga has the face mask on and Corey's like clipping his finger, his toenails. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> which is which is funny. I liked. For some reason, it's been in my head since I've seen the episode. But Eric comes in. And he can't recognise it's Topanga. And then he recognises it's her and he goes, Pangy? <laughs> <laughs> and then when he, like, licks his finger, like, after he's wiped it and he just licks it and he's like, hmm. <laughs> just <laughs> doesn't just... think anything of that. Like, there's no... It just wouldn't cross his mind that that's, like, not... Well, he just does what he does, doesn't he? And it's oblivious to people reacting around him. Like... He's so funny. I, I think that he's... I'm assuming a lot of it he's doing is like improving and sort of mm. adding his own stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, was there any of Eric's stuff that you found annoying or was is the right kind of pitch for you? Yeah, they haven't... I got what you know last time you said or they kind of become caricatures of themselves, like they have to get bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. They yeah. have done that with Eric, but it's not hit a point where I'm like, you've ruined him, you've taken it too far. Like, somehow it stays within the limits. Like, whether they're doing it so slowly that we're... You know, like, when if you put a frog in, like, cold water and just heat it up, like, you don't... Um, yeah. But some of the... Like, Corey, for example, you know you said about his voice? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's so bad, <laughs> isn't it? Ah! Oh, like, it's... Like, oh, my God. He's sort of doing, I think, on this watch, he's doing a bit of an ad- an early Adam Sandler impression, I think. I wonder if, like, Happy Gilmore had had just come out around this time yes. or something. 
because he's sort of doing a bit of a you know how Adam Sandler does and I love Adam Sandler he yes. does like those he does look like little voices and things mm-hmm. I wonder if he's taking some influence from that I mean especially when he's like uh the episode when they're doing the honesty thing where Topanga is like uh what is it like crypt her hair is that what you call it crimped, crimped. crimped her hair yeah love it um and he's just like do it, yeah, it's like your hair. I hate it, and whatever. And he do, is doing the voice. It's all a bit. It's too much. It's very. It's very far away from how he was in the early seasons, where he was kind of holding the show on his back in at the beginning. You know. Yeah, I actually found Corey to be a bit of a cock for a lot of it. <laughs> you know, like he was just a bit. It was a bit much, like the honesty thing with Topanga, and you were just a bit like I, I didn't really like what were they, what was he doing this season? Like what were they doing with him this season? Like I don't, his comedy bit was like he was doing that forced voice, which might just be his comedy voice. Like when I'm trying to think, like if I do a little one liner, do I put a voice on? I don't know. I think you do when you're younger. Like I think, um, yeah, I think like I. Like, you know, I told you the my first incarnation of a podcast mm-hmm. that I just would never see the light of day now. Yeah. It's things like that. We would, I could, if I could hear it back, there'd be things where it's like, you put, it's like trying to put on a voice to make a punch. It just was a bit insincere. It's forced. It's trying. It doesn't seem natural. And I yeah. think that's what it is for him. It's not seeming, where in the first season, it all felt so natural. It's like, this is a kind of a child prodigy of an actor you know and now it's a bit like you can tell he's trying to be funny rather than it coming across natural i think i don't think he needed to do that it's not unless it is that the other characters have got so big like that eric that he's trying to also make himself big but actually he worked better as the really average subtle everyday guy like and and it was fine that Eric was this big, wild, weird character because he Corey remained the like, like every man wasn't it? Like you, will, but now yeah. like he's not. I don't know. I, something about Corey just it wasn't hitting right this season. Like and he was doing things that were a little bit irritating, and I just his his neurotic. He's gone over yes. to being super neurotic. He's Ross, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he's Ross from yeah. Friends. Yeah, but like not as funny. But yeah, with, without the paste pants and the white teeth. <laughs> he did. Is... I did like their karaoke though. You know, they have the oh, episode so they did the funny. karaoke, and they're actually all quite good singers, aren't they? Like they're like Angela's great, and then yeah. but then the little bit at the end, and it's Corey and Topanga doing their little, and you could tell that was genuine, like them laughing genuine about laughter. it. That's just them yeah, doing yeah. it, like that. I enjoyed that. But a lot that of the Corey funny. and Topanga stuff, I was like, meh. I, I will say the line that this is like a fan favorite line um, that people love, but also I can't lie, I love it as well. And he does it in the voice, but I find it really funny. You might have found it annoying when he he thinks that Corey, he thinks Topanga and Sean are doing some, are like getting together secretly or something, and yeah. they're on the sofa under the blanket. He's like, "What's this?" And he pulls it off, and he underpants. Oh, I saw That's you like, put that in the Discord, and I, I was like, uh. 
that's like a whole thing. That's like a beloved line. That's like, you know how I used to say to Dom that it's like, that's t-shirt worthy in One Tree okay. Hill. Like your art matters. That's like a t-shirt worthy Boy Meets World line. Oh, I'd, rather, I'd rather have like some of Eric's lines on t-shirts, I think. I did, what I did enjoy about that and the, the elastic band on the door, the bit, and it's actually, I think the thing that's made me laugh like the loudest and the longest, like for a single moment is when he's like holding on to the elastic band and he's basically just like wanking the air <laughs> and his face is just frozen. He's just looking at her like, but he's doing the arm wanking thing and it just goes up, you know, it just goes on for a couple of seconds too long and it was perfect. It was perfect. And I, I proper laughed at that. It's just smiling That's and just good. like wanking with the band on the door handle. <laughs> so good. Did you like the episode with um, uh, Eric's weird roommate? Like it's like the second to last episode. That's weird. That's weird. That episode, and it, but it only works because it's Eric. If it had been any other character in that scenario, it just wouldn't have been funny. But the the thing about it is that like Eric, he's he's one step removed from you. You know, like right. Eric's finding him like this is crazy psycho guy, but actually. He quite likes this bird and he quite like, because really, like, you could probably live there if it wasn't for, like, him, like, drifting up as his mother. Like, this would be fine. <laughs> It'd be more interesting watching that than it would Jack Rachel and Rachel. And Jack, for sure. For sure. I, I think it felt a little bit like, I, I don't know if it had already happened by that point, but it felt a bit like, ripping off the episode of Friends where uh, Chandler's roommate, Eddie. Yeah. See uh, your pals. You, you know that. I think that would have happened already. The Friends episode. Yeah, I think that's aired already. Because we're at like 99 now. 99, yeah. So yeah, that's probably already happened. Yeah, it's happened. You know, with the, and he puts the, <laughs> the fish in and whatever. Yeah, you killed my fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's such a good episode. I'm watching. See your pals. Yeah, oh my, my god, it's so bit. good. Yeah, <laughs> he's brilliant. Yes, it is a bit reminiscent of that, isn't it? But like Boy Meets World version of that. Yeah, for sure. I uh, liked the crochet sort of... blanket on the chair. I'm quite. I yeah. spot like crochet items in TV shows. Really, I would really love to do a whole series of crocheting things from TV and movies. Well, like mimicking. You yes, mean. but quite like. But then I think very few people would even have noticed that blanket. No one's yeah. going to buy it because they were like, "Oh, this blanket that was in like one scene in Anchorman." Like no one's gonna. But I would know. You would know. Yeah. And then we would know. Could you tell us on the podcast? Of so. course. Yes. Well, what about Angela? I feel like there wasn't enough Angela this season. Like, I really... The season before, I really liked her. And I, she was in the credits, and I was like, oh, this is this is going to, like, build well. But it's almost like without her in a relationship with Sean, they didn't give her anything else. They started to at the beginning, didn't they, with yeah. Corey and her. And I thought that was really good. It was like, oh, okay... Are they friends? And she was sort of challenging him. I liked their chats say, in the bathroom. And then at the end, they were yeah. brushing their teeth in the mirror. And I was like, this is lovely. But then and she he kept co- her secret. Yes. And then. But then she was a bit in the background for a bit until the Sean stuff sort of kicked up again. Yeah. 
Not sure where we're going with that. I've been. Do you, do you like them together? Yes. Uh. Yeah. But I'm not. Um. Like. Oh, I'm not desperate for it. Right. In the same way that I would be if Corey and Topanga separated now, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, they must get back together." I wouldn't, because I feel like Angela would be alright without him, and he'd be, be alright without right. her. But they were cute. Yeah. They were nice together. But I've I've accidentally been spoiled a little bit. <gasps> what? How? <sighs> and what? And it happened today as well. Like by who? Who did this? Fucking... Two fridge Liz. No. <laughs> <laughs> She'd never let me down. Um, no, by E News. E News. <laughs> I follow E News on Instagram because okay. I love a celeb gossip. Like who doesn't? Yeah, I love to hate no, the Kardashians. So I'm with you. Yeah. Um, open my- and obviously because I must be talking about it and typing about it and other things, the oh. algorithm is out to fucking get you, isn't it? Was right? it because An- Angela Trina McGee was it? just on pod? She was just on Pod Meets World, and so was she talking about? I bet, bet I know what it is. It was, Say it because I don't want to. It was a group shot of them all, and yeah. they put text over the image. It's not like I can even not read the caption. Something about mm. how she was disappointed to have not have been asked back to, to take part in the finale. Right. Okay. So yeah. Now I'm like, well, she's going at some point then, or the finale is like a jump ahead episode, and she's just not in it. So her and Sean are not going to end up together, are they? Well, I'm not going to say because I. I Do you know? So, just... but it's just put the seed of doubt there. Whereas before, I could have been like all the finale they'll all be there together or Sean and her will get married or but now I'm a, it's just planted a little seed of she's not in the finale for some reason okay well Maybe I'm not going to say I'm not going to no, say no they can't but... kill her off because you've told me that everyone does a cameo in the Girl Meets World except for everyone that's alive well Chet might come back in, he's, he came oh. back in ghost form or in vision form no so. he's gone he's busy being slinky the dog he ain't got time for that shit <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the algorithm, it, it's really big in the news right now because uh, she, she touched on re- loads of really interesting and poignant points about being the only person of colour, you know, mm-hmm. in the cast and what that was like and some of the tension on, on set and and what those things were like. Uh, you should, re- as, soon as, when, as soon as we're finished you really got to listen to it. I think you'd get a lot out of the Lee Norris episode as well. I think you'd enjoy from a One Tree Hill perspective. But she was great on there. They've had so many people on. They've had Mr. Feeney on. They've had the Dean on, which is his wife in real life. Well, that was all nice. How do you feel about Feeney getting loved up? I've been saying for a while that I wanted Mr. Feeney to find a companion. And when she mm-hmm. popped up in that, like, one episode, I really didn't think anything of it. I thought that... And then even when they got into university, it didn't cross my mind that that would open it up, that she could appear again. Didn't even think about it. There she... And then I was... And then, of course, of course, Mr. Feeney wangles a job at the university <laughs> because we can't get rid of that guy. And then I was like, is this... I was like, oh, my God, the real-life Feenies are going to get married. Perfection. Couldn't have asked. I couldn't have wanted a better storyline for him. How much do you love Mr. Feeney? In very much in the same way that I loved Mr. Ward of Sixth Form. 
I need a father figure. Okay. Um, and really, I'd like that to be Mr. Feeney. And do you finally understand the Feeney call? Like, I get it. I, I, do you know what I love most about it? Is that it's like Eric's got a different one every time. Like, I, I love yeah. that. Like, how many, to start with, he was just screaming like, Feeney! Like, but now he's got like a whole, there's a whole repertoire now of different ways to say Feeney. Yeah. Like each time I see one, I'm like, I'll write that down and try and write it out phonetically so I say it the same because that'll be how I sign off. And then there's another one. And I'm like, mm, which one's best? Like, so I've tried to write down how I'm going to say it and I've got to remember how it was said. Oh, good. I can't wait. I, I, I The one when my favourite one, I had to rewind it like three times, is when... The first time Feeney must like flirt with the Dean or something the, the, and he's like, <laughs> he's like doing the cat motion at him and everything. That's the one I've tried to write down. That's it. So good. <laughs> what I also love about this is that I know like, I think Eric has said to Mr. Feeney before, like, oh, I love you or whatever. And he's sort of, but this time it was a proper like, I love you, Mr. Feeney. And he just replies mm-hmm. like, mm, I love you too, Eric. Like a proper, proper love now. I think they're they're got to be the best grouping, right? The best coupling. Absolutely. I mean, there's not well, enough of them. Like compared with like a couple of seasons ago, and it was all the time. And like, so it's you know, it's not quite enough of that. But yes, the best. They're the best pairing. Will Friedel was saying that in real life, like Bill Daniels, he played Mr. Feeney. Uh, you know, took everything very serious, was really lovely and everything, but, you know, took the the craft and acting very serious. And he said that they became, like, you know, good friends in real life. And uh, he invited him to his house, you know, for the weekend or something like that, which was like none of the other cast did, got, got that. It was like just him. And he said when he got there, he was completely different because he was out of work. And so when he's out, you know, he sort of takes the professional side down and they just had this lovely weekend where he spent time with his family and everything. And they, you know, became really close in real life. And uh, and now they still do conventions and things together all the time. Um, But they have a really nice real friendship in real life as well, which I think is just adds to it. I'm so jealous. What I wouldn't give... (laughs) have a real have true a friendship Feeney. with Mr. Feeney yeah because I really do Im- imagine that he is just Mr. Feeney like right. at home at work that's who he is there are probably some slight differences but now the same wife like it's it's all blending same into wife. one isn't it their vow their wedding vows were really sweet about really sweet. you know the wasted time that they've found each other in later in life but they're going to spend the time making up for lost time and all of that. He was did really have nice. a previous wife though. It's not like I've never married my whole life and now I finally found you. It's like you could acknowledge that you were busy actually being married to someone else that died. Pre- <laughs> previous wife, void. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I- like it's almost like, oh, I spent all this time. Well, you know, you were busy married to someone else. A I little think acknowledgement, they please. That. I think they were retconning that into yes. it being he's never been married, but 
you know, Sean went in and got his watch from a water tank in a cabin, you know. That's what I thought. Like, it was not a brief, oh, he's alluded to a wife, we're not quite sure we can forget, people would have forgotten about that. It was made a whole thing. I thought we were going to learn more about it. I thought it was going to be, you'll never love again because he loved his wife so much. Like... I thought they were going to explore like why he'd never have children or how they've not there's not enough backstory I need to I want to know that man's entire life you want a Feeny spin-off oh my god I mean it's the origin story it's just called Feeny yeah but not as a reboot like it needs to be him (gasps) do you know what it could be it could be like just him on an armchair by a fire by an open fire like with a big leather bound book yeah and it starts like let me tell you a tale of, and they're all his life, each episode. He's narrating, but someone else is playing young Feeney. I like that. Yeah. How can we make that happen? Little retirement project for you there. Yeah. Mr. Feeney. Okay. And your wife, yeah. get her involved. She can come in later she, on. Producer or something. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Topanga. Uh, she, a bit, well, Corey's Dreams of killing Sean and everybody else. Um, and we get the return of, I've forgotten her name. What's her name? Homewrecker. Oh, yes. Is it Lauren? What's her name? Lauren. Yes. That bit was fun. That bit was the only bit of that whole experience that I liked. Right. I mean, he's really having his doubts. Get him some help. If that's not a sign to not get married, could you imagine, like, you're, it's a few weeks leading up to your wedding to Effie and you started having dreams like this? Yeah. Yeah. It's- well, I mean, he... And also, it was brought up, you know, about the whole Yale thing. Yeah. She gave up Yale. So they are holding on to these things. I mean, do you have a prediction... For the final season, like, are you thinking we're going to see a wedding? Is it not going to happen? Are they not actually end game? Is she going to end up with Sean? It's a whole Dawson's Creek thing. She's not going to end up with Sean because that's they've left that way too late now. Um, she should have gone to Yale. I mean, it would have made a shit TV show of her being at university somewhere else, but she should have because what out of all the things that have happened this season, would they have missed? She, like, if if any, you sort of think, oh, actually, Corey, been through quite a bit. Like, his mate's dad died. um, And then his new baby brother was ill in the hospital. Tabanga was no fucking help for any of that anyway. If she'd been... Mar- you know, like, they, they could have stayed together, but they didn't need to spend this year together. They weren't living together. If anything, the time they did spend pretending to be living together they didn't like so you could have just not had this whole bit and she could have had a Yale education yeah I agree and I mean also I mean he's not pressuring her about being a virgin but there's a lot of chat of this stuff and he was very excited to see her batty for the first time right (laughs) And I was thinking, how have you not... You haven't even seen it in passing? Like, how is it... I read the whole last season wrong, then. I thought they'd had sex at prom. 
It, it didn't happen because the parents... But I thought that they still would have and that when they go back down to the dance at the end, they look all kind of happy and satisfied and I thought that they'd had sex. <laughs> Corey's just dragging on a cigarette. So then... They, <laughs> yeah, may as well. So then this whole season, like they alluded to it a little bit and I was like, oh, maybe like things haven't carried on quite like they now they're uni they're kind of living in rooms of other people like maybe you know maybe he's sort of moaning because he's not getting it as much as he'd like and then it's kind of basically mentioned about him being a virgin and i was like i have completely i completely read that the wrong way My, maybe i'm the only person that missed that i i think maybe i just because i'd known that it's a thing later yeah. that i was just the silk sheets thing it. you know there's a bit with the silk sheets who's like I I rewound that because it was so perfect. What I love about that is that it's so fucking accurate. Like (laughs) when I I moved in with my now husband, my boyfriend at the time, my mum got a silk sheet that don't even, (laughs) let's not even touch on how perhaps slightly inappropriate and weird that is. But anyway, they were red. They weren't real silk, were they? They were satin. Right. Thought this would be fine i'll put them on the bed you know like new bedding in my first house jesus christ you wake up in the morning and the <laughs> pillow and the quilt are not on the bed because it all just slides off <laughs> there's and they're cold like there's no there's nothing good about a silk sheet i don't know why there's nothing enjoyable about them every single mark shows <laughs> i don't want to get too gross but like when things dry you can still see them <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, so if you if you dribble out of your mouth onto a pillow, like, that's there. Like, that's, that's done. And then you wake up, your pillow's not even on the bed anyway. So <laughs> when he slid across, I was just like, oh, my God. Yes. And um, it was the perfect way his head went into the cans. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um... Yeah, so they could have not had a year to get together at all. Like, I'm glad they're still together. I'm glad they didn't get married at the end because they're clearly not ready for that, are they? No. And and I, it was quite a good touch. I mean, they've recast Topanga's dad. Yeah. He's the guy in Friends that does... He's uh, getting Monica to try all the different, like, fake chocolates. <gasps> the Mockalert. I knew he was familiar. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, I knew he was familiar. The mum is also familiar to me because I don't know if you watch um, shitty Netflix series Virgin River. Um, That isn't actually shitty. It's done really, it's it's basically like Hallmark may as well have made it. Um, She's in that. She's a character, Hope, in that. Like obviously much older, but I was like, it's the voice. I was like, that's her. Um, Yeah, the parents are not, Again, they're not how the parents should be because she was supposed to be like a hippie who made yeah. instruments for a living, and now they're suddenly like this these basic bitch people. Like it, they've why they could have and stayed I, true to that easily, and they haven't. They just were just throwing it in to show that not all marriages work out. Yeah, right. And I mean, I don't know if the statistics have drastically changed since the 90s like as in i i'd imagine divorce has risen since then yeah because people like there used to be a thing of shame right to to get divorced yeah and, and uh, women used to put up with a lot more shit 
Right, right. Didn't they? And obviously, like, it's it's not like that now. And uh, yeah, for sure, that that's definitely a massive part of it. Um, but I mean, what is the, the is the statistic that two out of three marriages end in divorce? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's scary. So they have to represent that and show that it's it's not just all going to be roses and rainbows. It's just not any relationship that is like that. I mean, this might be, and this might be like when I said, I don't respect anyone under 30, but I mean, the, uh, they, like, I don't, I, I would question how deep that relationship actually is. Yeah. You know, like in terms of how, how much are you actually investing into it? Because like it, or you've got to that point because you've worked at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you just not care enough for things to upset you or irritate you to the point that you're like, if we don't discuss this, I will smother you in your sleep. Right. You know, like you have to be quite invested, don't you? To, do you know what I'm saying? You have to wanna you have to wanna commit murder yes. at least, you know, yes. once a, a because month. you because you also love them as intensely as you so do. So intensely that they have to agree with your opinion. Otherwise <laughs> they shouldn't be on this earth. Yeah. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> Um yes, I think a lot of marriages do end when the children leave home. Because I think a lot of people mm. do stick it out. Or sometimes you're just so busy being parents and doing that stuff that you don't realise that this huge seismic gap has appeared between you yeah, until the kid's gone. Live, they live their own lives. So they're focused on their own things that they're kind of not really... They don't have that togetherness. Yeah, like the only thing you've got in common anymore that keeps you together is that your kids are there. And then when they're gone, you're just like, oh, we're just two people living here. Right. And and again, it sounds super cliche, but it's so true is that you have to keep falling in love with that person because you change. Yeah. Like you're not the same person when you're 25 to when you're 50. You yeah. know, you're a different person, different like, interests, different things. And sometimes maybe that's okay. Like it's it's okay that maybe oh, you did grow apart like if you could just realize mm-hmm. that that's what's happened like that that's kind of what Topanga's parents are saying aren't they like we you know like we've given this a good go at trying to yeah make it work again we thought you know with you being away we'd have more time to spend the two of us trying to get this back on track and we can't like right you know we make our wedding vows at in that moment we want to be with that person forever don't we and mm-hmm. you you hope that that's always how you feel but mm-hmm. we're not mystic meg right exactly and it's it's better to you know be happy separately than to be together and be miserable Absolutely. it doesn't help it doesn't help anyone and it's not healthy for the child or son or whoever no. either so i think most yeah. i think most children of divorce would I, I think the majority of them would say that they wish their parents had split up sooner because right. like the last bit of like you you fucking hate each other we're all living in that 
environment. Like, so actually, while, while I appreciate that people want to give things a good go and not give up too soon, I think most children that have lived in a house where parents are divorcing think, thank fuck, one of you has left. Right. Like, when it happens. Can, yeah, everyone can get better Yeah, now. the healing can begin, yeah. But I think I think it's an interesting point for it to 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 bring up and to end on. It was but a I mean, weird ending. You... Yeah, it wasn't like super climac climatical. I didn't it think it was the of... last episode. So when it started yeah. rolling and it said season seven, episode one, I was like, oh, that was the end. And in a way, it works because it's clearly they've you know we see Corey on the phone saying like that we're not going to take the the available next available wedding slot like it's gonna have to wait for a bit like so that kind of works but everything else is just kind of like what what's there's no ending and i think because we had a cliffhanger for the last one Mm -hmm. didn't we we didn't know if they were going to accept the proposal and then even after the first episode of this season we still didn't know whether they were getting married or not like so it was this big thing and now this one's just it just feels a bit deflated yeah yeah, I agree. It just it's like for us with the streaming, it's not it's not a big deal because we can just watch the next episode and imagine it's just like one season. But if you were left like that for like 9 months until the next episode comes out, I think you'd feel a bit cheated there. But could you even be asked to go back to watching it when it came out again? Wow. <laughs> Is that is that too far? That was a big statement. Well, <laughs> well, not that I don't like. Not that I don't want to watch don't it again. Don't backpedal now, but big I, toe test. But, don't backpedal now. Get that toe off the pedal. If I like, if I'm, if you said to me the next season is they're all living back at home, Mister Feeney's next door. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. have a bit of his wife. Eric's living back at home, it's hijinks. I'd be like, I can't fucking wait to watch that. If you said to me, next season, we're going to have more of Jack and oh, Rachel. Rachel, her size five feet. Falling over in the wind. Half of half <laughs> of each episode is going to be that. And the other half is going to be like Corey and Topanga, like middle-aged people that don't like each other already. Mm-hmm. Then what am I? What am I watching? Why am I here? Eric, you're in it for Eric and Eric Feeney. Be, like Eric and Feeney are the only thing that are keeping me going at this point. Yeah, I think that's fair. And well, I, I, well, this it's not. No, I'm not saying it's all bad. I really enjoyed the heavier stuff, and there were obviously then the the funny bits thrown in that I really liked, but a lot of it. Mm... Well, talk me through then now. Your season ranking, no ties from top to bottom, favourite to least. Now that we're talking about it, I worry that I've ranked this too high. <laughs> oh, so you, have you prepared this already? I I did have to prepare this because I couldn't even... I had to re-listen to last week's to remember what I'd said last time to work out where okay. I would slot it in. Yep. But I've, have I put... What was... I? I think the problem with watching it like this is that it's hard to distinguish between seasons now. It is. Like, there's no... Because there's no gaps. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think what other things I've done that with. Like, Gilmore Girls, I watched all in one go. 
And if someone said, like, I couldn't, if someone said to me, was that season two or three, I don't know that I could tell you. Like, well, is the it... big difference between six and five is Rachel, <sighs> right? Yeah. It's not a change for the better, is it? But then I also, <laughs> there was a lot of last season I didn't like either. And maybe this season did because it did have the deeper stuff that helps it a little bit. Right. So the rankings. Mm-hmm. Season, f- I'm starting at the top. Season four. Yeah. Season one for nostalgia. Yeah, of course. Season yeah. three. Yeah. Season six. Season five. Yeah. Season two. Still season two down there. Yeah. Why would you, why? Is, she, is this, do you think this is worse than season two? No, I like season two for nostalgia. No, I agree. I agree with your with your ranking i think that is the way that i would do it too (laughs) i i it's it's hard because season five was my favorite podcast episode so it's like it that was the funnest one to talk about for some reason i don't know why but it was Yeah. yeah no i think you're right Two, no, sorry, four, one, wait, four, one, three, six, five, two, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you have a favourite episode so far, like an overall Boy Meets World favourite episode? I don't think we do. Like an an absolute favourite there's not, I, but then I quite often don't with any series that I like. Like, it's not an individual episode thing. It's a storyline thing. Okay. Usually. So, so like, what would your storyline be? Um, Probably just the love story that is Eric and Mr. Feeney. <laughs> okay. Which is yeah, not necessarily good. a storyline. It's difficult to do storylines with this show because it is, it's not a, dramatization is it that does it like that but but that's that's my favorite element of the show those two more so eric than mr feeney i mean i love mr feeney but eric like and it's i wouldn't have thought this in the first i would never have guessed from in season one that eric would just i would just love him this much because he was a bit of a twat to start with wasn't he like (laughs) yeah yeah he was he was not like antagonistic, but he was we everything we were seeing was through Corey's eyes. Yeah. And they really opened that up in like the third season, maybe it started being involving everyone else a lot more, including Eric. And so he was kind of like it would bully not bully Corey, but you know, it was like Yeah. The brother rivalry. So I never I, would I, have guessed that I like wouldn't love Corey the same amount all the way through. Like I loved Corey to start with. And I really thought he was going to stay in the same way, I guess, like Dawson in Dawson's Creek was designed to be the character that we were all supposed to love and be rooting for all the way through. And you don't, do you? It's the same with uh, Lucas in One Tree Hill. Yeah. Yeah. 
everyone ends up loving Nathan. They're put on too much of a pedestal at the start, I think. Yeah. That the only way is down. Yeah. yeah unfortunately. Uh, w- one thing I'm, I'm going to tell you this ahead of time. Um, just because I think the context might be helpful. But between this se- between season six and seven, uh, Will Friedle and Matthew Lawrence, I, I mentioned this on the last episode, filmed a movie together called H.E. Double Hockey Sticks, which is a straight-to-Disney TV movie. Um, it's got Gabrielle Union in as well. I love it, but I loved it because I'd seen it like at the time, or I'd I'd like caught the second half of it and then found it like online like a few years ago. I was like, yes, this, and I've watched it. Um, and he's talked about this in in these podcasts that I'm going to send you when you finished. But he uh he that's when his anxiety started. Like he actually had a panic attack while shooting a scene and they actually used that scene in the movie. Oh god. <laughs> um, oh my god. But, that's awful. I mean I guess it, I was going to say did they get his permission, but I mean you if Disney owns you, like you don't get to decide what's used and what isn't, do you? Oh my god, right. that's awful. But then he uh got this bad anxiety and uh was put onto uh anxiety medication or antidepressants and it made him put on loads of weight um so you'll see he put i think he said i think he said he put on like 30 pounds um in between seasons um which you know he got the weight off uh, you know again like later down the line or whatever and he's not on medication anymore and and, and all of those kind of things not that it's bad to be on medication you know it's whatever it's all individual and whatever works for you um but yeah i just wanted to say that in case i i, uh, I didn't want you to think that i don't know just suddenly just put on the weight for no reason or whatever not again not that that would have no, mattered but, but i'm gonna notice that he looks different and it would be better that i don't it, yeah. come back and just make loads of pie jokes and then you tell me that actually he was very mentally unwell and i feel like shit for saying it <laughs> yes. not that i should make pie jokes anyway right. um but i can relate to that like but you have to decide between panic attacks all day every day f- fat you choose mm-hmm. and when you're in mental yeah. torment torment you're like do you know what i'll take the side effects could be horrific i'll take it anyway yeah so i can relate mm-hmm. to that oh, okay so i might notice he looks a bit different yeah but yeah. he's great in in like it's, in it's amazing season. that he kept going anyway like he could have just like i mean i know he probably is already committed to the seasons like they do like oh you're on for the next five or whatever don't they but obviously if you were too ill to do it like you would just forfeit any money or whatever like it's amazing mm-hmm. that you still like carried on and tried to work even though it was clearly really difficult for sure you're gonna love him even more when you can get to know like him as a actor you'll love him even more he does loads of conventions like in america um I would love it if he did one in the UK. If he does one in the UK, we're going. We're I'll going. buy you a Weatherspoons coffee. You'll have a great time. <laughs> I don't actually even really like the Weatherspoons coffee, but if that's you're obsessed, how you're gen- obsessed. if that's how generous you are, fine. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll drive past the Starbucks or Costa at some point, Simon. 
with your two <laughs> fridges. Can't stretch to a fucking cappuccino. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's how you get two fridges, Tessa. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should spend less time buying avocado on toast. And I can have all the fridges I wanted. I see yeah. one of them. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know I'm not, you're not. I'm terrible. I'm terrible with money. I'm so bad with money. Like, uh, it's a problem. But yeah, the uh, it would yeah it would be it would be great to see him at a convention or something here. Uh, the other thing I was going to add, you know, there was an episode in this season where he's just lying. He's pretending that Joshua is his son. Yes. And he's and he's just making all this stuff up. At the end he he turns and says, I'm Batman. And they wrote that in because he had just become the voice of Batman in the animated series. Oh, you told me you did that voice and I didn't put that together. That's clever. I love it when they yeah. do that. So I thought that yeah, I thought that was cool. Which he said that that finished. Uh so he was doing Batman. That's like quite a big it was like a big uh cartoon in the night in the nineties. I know which one you mean. Like I can picture the outfit. Like it's great, right. isn't it? It's great, like a great yeah. Nice torch. Right, that. and and he well there you go, so you knew the voice. Well so he was doing that for a few years and it ended on a Thursday and the Thursday was the night that they would record Boy Meets World and it was the finale of the Boy Meets World and Batman was on the same day so like two long running shows he was doing they both ended on the same day and then it was like okay so what do I do now yeah that's you know? not what you need is it you want like oh all my paychecks have stopped great <laughs> yeah yeah so there you go okay well any what are your predictions? Final season of Boy Meets World. Oh God. Okay. Um Eric's been hinted that he's hinting that he's going travelling. Like, because Mr. Feely's talking about his honeymoon and he makes a point of saying, Oh, I'm not gonna turn up, but I've been thinking of doing some travelling. And it's just randomly dropped in. Which leads me to think it was randomly dropped in for a reason. I don't know where Eric's going on this travelling. I don't know for how long, but I feel like he's going travelling. Okay. Um, I think Corey and Topanga will get married. Okay. Whether that's during the season, you'd think it would probably be a finale. Now, I don't know whether the finale is going to run on, like whether there's a time jump and the whole finale is set five years in the future. I don't know. Because if they're doing that thing that Dawson's Creek did, where they just finish in the middle of college, unless they time yeah. jump, like it, it's infuriating. It's like if you can, I guess it's a ratings thing, isn't it? Like it's a, we're not going to keep doing this because the ratings are starting to dip. Like it infuriates me. Like at least finish the bit, the chap, this chapter, unless they time jump and they do finish this chapter. They're not even at the end of a school year at the end of this season. Are they? Uh, I I actually can't remember. I can remember the very final scene of the finale, but I can't remember much else of the build up. But what I, what I was gonna suggest, we said this previously, right? Is that we should watch 
season six, seven, sorry, up to the penultimate episode, the episode before the finale, we podcast it and then we watch like on a, on a different night, the next night or whatever, we watch the finale with the Ravens and then can get your thoughts you know afterwards um and we can put that bit out as a podcast like just a mini podcast like you know when we talk afterwards with all the people there where i can just record the audio of that and put that out as like a little extra episode just talking about the finale before we go on to girl meets world what do you think yeah i'm up for that i like a watch along you love a watch along but we'll be watching you watching it i'll be the pinned head You'll be you'll be pinned. Yes, I feel like I need to really like not not like fake reactions, but really like ham them up a bit. <gasps> yeah, like a proper you know, uh-huh. give people a Dramatic. show. Yeah, give them what they paid for. I like that. I was, I'll do Dom's like turtle egg where I just disappear in my jumper. Like, mm-hmm. um, what what do you, and how do you feel about um then jumping? to like 15 years later to um no it's 17 years it's a 17 year gap to girl meets world Hmm, okay i'm trying to hang on i'm trying to work out the timeline on this so i reckon it's going to be that they have children that are the age they were when boy meets world started so i'm I'm picturing that they're going to have like 11 12 year olds so that gives them like five or six years to like start having children. Mm, okay. Um, I don't. I don't know how I feel about a time jump. I liked, especially. Ah, uh, um, the closest thing I can put it to is Gilmore Girls, which I know you haven't seen, but they did a reboot. Like ten years late. It was like ten years on or something. And I I had only watched Gilmore Girls recently and the reboot was coming out like that year. So I didn't have the huge gap that a lot of people had. And even I was disappointed, like without. (laughs) So if you'd seen it 10 years ago and waited 10 years for this to happen, elements of it were great, elements of it were not satisfactory. I'm concerned that that might be the same for this. But I'm less emotionally invested in this than I was in, say, Gilmore Girls or, I don't know, if Dawson's Creek did one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still always want it to... Because because when a show stops, like you, you imagine the future for them. You have to make it up because you're like, it's not coming. Not that you sit mm-hmm. there and, like, mind map it all out or anything, but you, you do think, oh, I, I bet they end up together and have, like, lots of kids or... And if that do- then doesn't happen... You're just left disappointed. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I'm also concerned that it's going to be like quite cheesy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what new age Disney shows look like. Exactly. I'm concerned that it's going to be very like just shiny and like "Ah, really annoying kids and like not the same. We'll see. Well, We'll see. We've still got one more season of Boy Meets World. I I mean, I hope that it becomes that you look back at Boy Meets World as a special show, your first podcast show that you did. And it's, I mean, it's an interesting way to watch a TV show. 
so hopefully it will it will garner a special place in your heart and yeah we'll see how girl meets world gets on it most definitely will I, I like i'm not saying i feel like i feel like i've just like shit all over this season really and it's not like i've hated it and i'm not saying it's not like that i don't love it i mean it's not I think it's because you need to understand like my intense feelings about show, like Dawson's Creek. Like I can't tell you <laughs> how in love with some of these shows I am. So it was always going to struggle to get right up there. Of course. But it's definitely something you could have on a rewatch because it's a very like in the background, like comedy. You know, like you just throw on a Friends, don't you? We throw on yep. a Fresh Prince. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it'd be one of those. But it would definitely hold a special place because I watched it with you like this, podcasting. Yeah. For sure. Good. Good. Well, uh, let's, let's hope we get back into the charts in Iceland. What can I, we do to we, appeal to that crowd? Like, I don't... We're already we appealing yeah, to Yeah, like, what was we're, it about last time? Just, just the realness. I don't know if we just... All of the fart chats. Maybe they just... Oh, it was the fart chats. Oh, I'll tell you what we can do then for the Icelandic yeah. ones. They, they, Eric and Jack talk about that they've held burps in in front of Rachel <laughs> in this season. That was funny, yeah. So I, I don't burp, but I would have held burps in if I, I was a burpy person. It was just farts. Okay. But don't worry, Iceland. Wind is held in. <laughs> am i insulting the whole of iceland I no i think that's i think that's very polite of you i think that that's the attitude that's been winning us chart positions in iceland and overseas and if you want to still see us in the charts then please dear listeners throw us a review we're waiting for our first boy meets world referenced review Yes, please. And in fact, I don't know if you can leave... You can't leave reviews twice, can you? No. But if any raven wants to delete their previous review <laughs> and rewrite... Same about us, still give it the five stars, but reference Boy Meets World in the new one. That'd be great. We just want one. One Boy Meets World review. Just, you know, evidence that it happened. Come on, Iceland. Pull the phone out. Can you imagine if the next review is in, like... Icelandic. We don't know what it says. It doesn't matter. It, as long as the, the stars will speak for themselves. Oh, I hope someone... I really hope someone from Iceland leaves a review. If you're listening from Iceland, please leave a review. We need it. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Maybe How only, did you maybe find only us? Like, what happened? Yeah, maybe there's only 12 podcasts in Iceland. But we made it somehow. <laughs> Big how how did that happen? Plans. I'd love to know. We know. <laughs> get in touch, Iceland. Well, good. So, Feenies? Shall we Feeny? Yeah, hang on. I'm Anything just looking else? up. I'm just looking up how I phonetically wrote it down to try and remember it. Let me just. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to pull it off in the same like because Eric does it. It's like a smug like oh like, and I don't think I've got that about me. But I, I like don't want to feeny because I want to listen to your feeny. Please so much. I can't. Now, please don't make me do it, it on my own. It's so cringe. 
Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. No, no. Okay. I'm gonna fuck this right up. But okay. <laughs> okay. Feeding on free. Hang on. You haven't done a baskets and hoops. Oh, sorry. Is that essential? Uh, yeah, that's essential. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what should we throw? What can we throw this season? God. Uh, Rachel's tiny shoe. Or Jack's really big platform. There we go. Okay, Jack's big platform shoes go through... Hoops. But... Rachel's actually average size shoes could also go through... Nets. Ravenshoops.net. Get involved be involved be more like Iceland and support us so Feeny on free yeah okay one two three Feeny Feeny I've done Eric a disservice with that that was good that was perfect perfect